John Benet Ramsey. John Benet Ramsey. John Benet Ramsey. John Benet Ramsey. Who could have done it? Who could have entered the house without breaking in? Who killed John Benet Ramsey? Previously on Bizarre Investigations, we discussed the murder of John Benet Ramsey. We talked about a bunch of shit. <laughs> he wanted me. Who wanted me to do that, guys? I don't even. <laughs> hey, we're Bizarre Investigations. I'm Hugh. And I'm Josh. Um, so he we wanted attempted. to recap the <laughs> part one of this. We, uh, we attempted it. Yeah. And it didn't go very well. No, keep that in there. That's, that's, uh, that's, oh, I'm going to keep funny. <laughs> trust me. Um, so previously on Bizarre Investigations on JonBenet part one, we got up to the point where the police had arrived at the home. We discussed the with their layout of the car. home. We discussed. What else did we discuss? The ransom note. We the, discussed the oh, 911 yes. call. The suspiciousness of the ransom note. The 911 call. I have the notes in front of me. I should have remembered that. <laughs> we talked about pageants and how they're disgusting and the people who put their children in it are uh, horrible people. Yeah. Pieces of shit. And um, actually, you know what? I want to clarify because last time I said that, yes, if you put your kid in there, you're a piece of shit. I want to clarify that I mean, yes, I mean, every word of that, <laughs> you are a piece of shit if you put your child up to be watched by grown ass men and perverts. That sounds like the fucking uh, episode with Cartman on South Park. He goes, What'd you say? Oh, 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 sorry, sorry. And pulls out his megaphone. I said, Suck my balls. <laughs> <laughs> sounds about right. But yeah, make no mistake. I, I did not, I did not mean to be nice. I meant every word. <laughs> and the last thing we talked about, well, the first thing we talked about was John Benet's family, John Ramsey, Patsy Ramsey, John Andrew Ramsey. Rich. The dead sister Ramsey. And what was the last one? Uh, Melinda Ramsey. Melinda. Is that the dead one? No, it's Elizabeth. John Andrews was the older son. Yeah. Talking about the dead sister. I thought that, I thought, I don't know. Elizabeth, simple shit. Anyway, and then Burke Ramsey, which is the one who killed John Benet. Yeah, just kidding he'll sue us if I, I say I, that I've changed so my mind so many times on who I think actually did it and I can be convinced either way because I listened to more shit over this week I'm yeah. like oh that's for sh- now I know now I know and just so you guys know I did listen to some mediums channeling John Bonet and she actually tells us who did it so you should have called Stevie I should have called Stevie and said hey can you get a hold of John Bonet for us and then we will uh figure this whole thing out and then we'll just do the spiritual medium stuff exactly you want to get into your brain <clears throat> brain fuck of the week yeah the brain fuck fuck fuck, fuck of, of the, the week. week jesus christ that was loud that was me i'm sorry i said i said it <laughs> <laughs> i thought it'd be funny maybe it wasn't <laughs> all right david's father has three sons snap crackle and I, I do know the answer to that. Actually. Okay. All right. Once again, David's father has three sons, Snap, Crackle, and I blank. like that one. The only reason I know it is because I've heard it before. Yeah. probably was corrected the first time I heard it. Like I said, I, the, the more stupid ones I find, the better ones. I mean, they're easy, but I, they're stupid. I enjoy stupid ones. <laughs> I think everybody listening enjoys the stupid ones. Maybe more not, so. Yeah. Like the Mount Everest one, that was fucking so stupid. Just so you guys know, um, we were looking for the intro to brain fuck and it popped up what's on fire in his brain <laughs> yeah it was bad 
brought back memories. Good old memories. Of when we had a third person on this team. Yeah. Wasn't just us doing all the research. Speaking of that, I seen him walking by my house the other day. He did? Yeah. You say, fuck you, motherfucker. Hey, fuck you. You bailed on us, bro. <laughs> all right. So like we said, the last part we left off on was when the police officers arrived on scene in front of their house with a marked vehicle, even though the ransom note said, if you call the police, she dies. That's about on the time because we're still in the timeline right now. Yeah, so we're still in the timeline. We still got a few. where we left off. I think I think almost the because I listened to the episode. I think exactly where you left off is that the incompetent police department pulled up in a marked cruiser after being told to not call the police. Yeah, and um, at that point, it was Officer French and uh, Carl Vetch. Vich. 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 It's probably something like that. Yeah. So, Officer French then goes and reads the ransom note. Just before we get too much, I feel way better now. I'm happy we actually split this up. Yeah. Because last week I was out of it, dude. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm pretty out of it right now, actually. I feel way better this week <laughs> than I did last week, so. It's like the opposite for me. I'm the I'm feeling way worse. Let's do it, then. All right. So, French reads the ransom note and later conducted a quick search of the house. Okay. So, this is when they arrived. There was actually, like, a regular officers there as well right patrol officers so right now at 6 a.m only two officers arrived on scene officer french and officer vecchi Vetch. and, and th- are those the actual um i think they're just regular officers they're, they're not, not detectives they're not detectives okay no. okay so like i said officer french just read the ransom notes and then he starts searching the house uh one of the first places he searched is the basement i, I recall and that's Really weird. Did we give a spoiler alert where the body was found? Um, no, but I mean, most people are going to know where it was found. Yeah, so spoil, spoiler alert, the body's found in the basement, in the wine cellar, just so you know. Which of the wine cellar is a separate door, like a separate room in the, in basement. the basement. There's, I think, what, there's three rooms in the basement? Yeah, again, if you go on our Instagram, Bizarre Investigations Podcast, podcast <laughs> um, you can see the actual layout of the basement. Mm-hmm. I posted a... Uh, a floor plan of the basement. Yeah. So, and yeah, you, you'll you see all the rooms. But there's, it, it, I'm pretty sure there's three rooms. It is a separated room. Yeah. So he starts searching um, the the basement and does not find anything, which is really weird if you think about I, it. If I remember correctly, he stated that he could not find the light to the wine cellar. That's why he didn't actually end up finding the body at this time, supposedly. I still have my own theories on that. Yeah, he said uh, he did not open the door to the basement because he was looking for exits the kidnapper might have used. He noticed the latch was on the wrong side of the door leading out of the house, so he kept moving. Here's a question. Did he not notice the suitcase by the window and the open window slash broken window that was right by the suitcase? I mean, you would think so, right? Yeah, but okay, so I know I may... Actually, I know for a fact I'm getting ahead of myself here. I just, well, it's in my mind. I want to get it out there. Um, what's his name? John. He says that he did not tell Linda Arndt later about the broken window. Yeah. Because he didn't want her to focus on that or some shit. Which is really weird. I mean, you want everyone to focus on everything. Right. But it's just weird because um, I, I remember something along those lines, and I may not be 100% accurate as far as how he said it, but mm-hmm. it was somewhere something along those lines. And the fact that the police went down there, I mean, regardless if you can find a light or not, you got a flashlight as a police officer, right? Yeah. So that's also a little weird. It was me, and I'm looking through, I'm looking thoroughly, like, 
or any signs flashlight yeah you have a kidnapping you want to see everything you want to see if the kid's still there you want to see if the the kidnapper is still there that's why it's suspicious too that this officer checked the wine cellar he stated that he checked the wine cellar yeah just but read it was that. dark in there and that he did not see anything yeah he said uh he did not open the door because uh the latch was facing the wrong way so there's no way that it could leave so he moved on oh he says he did not open the door yeah i thought it was because he could not find the light yeah, he said he came to the door secured with a wooden latch, according to the police report obtained by Newsweek. Um, JBR's body was later found behind the same door, uh, but he walked away. How much of a piece of shit would you feel like if you were that cop? Pretty piece of shitty. I would definitely feel like a piece of shit. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure she was not alive at that point, but that's like well, for sure. right away. So, I mean, imagine if this was really actually a kidnapping where... And they find the body within the first seven minutes of being in the house. And maybe, you never know, man. Maybe she was alive at that point. Well, I know. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah. Finding the body in the first seven minutes rather than finding it. Maybe you loosen up that little uh, fucking garage on her neck and then you fucking save her life. Like, I don't, that probably is not realistically yeah. what would have happened, but you just never know. True. And had that cop done his job a little more thoroughly, maybe, maybe that would happen. Yeah. All right. So after the officers arrived on scene at 6.03 a.m., the whites arrived. Fleet and uh, Priscilla White uh, arrived at like 6.03 a.m. It says anywhere from 6 to 6.05. And this is uh, verified by the search warrant and uh, the police reports filed on site. Uh, Shortly after the note was found, immediately the Whites came over. So just for you guys who don't know, the Whites, the Fleet Whites, is that what it is? The Fleet Whites? Yeah. They're the ones who had the Christmas dinner slash Christmas party the night prior, right? Yeah. So that's where the Ramses were at the night prior. Um, according to the medium I listened to, they have a little daughter. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, the, the Harry and uh, John Bonet were playing dolls and checkers. Mm. That's according to the medium. It's according to the medium. So medium's very trustworthy. Yes. All right, so after the Whites arrived on scene, they immediately, uh, well, not they, immediately Fleet White searched the uh, basement. He went downstairs to look for JBR, JBR, JonBenet Ramsey. Yeah, weird. Like, okay, so why would he go downstairs? Like, I, I don't know. Everything's weird when you start thinking about shit like this, like a murder yeah. case like this. I think that you put yourself in that situation and you're obviously probably going to do the same exact thing. You're going to search the house with the, with your friend and try to help find his daughter or comfort yeah. him. You know, it's everything seems weird when you want it to be weird, I guess. Well, like, you know, when you can't find the remote to the TV, mm-hmm. you're like, I fucking searched everywhere. And then your wife, your wife goes down there and just moves a pillow. And there exactly. it is. Yep. I feel like that's what they're trying to do. Like they're trying to put some ease to the mind. Like, all right, I'm going to search too, just in case you miss something. Right. And but I, I just feel like it's weird. Everything, like I said, you can make anything sound weird in this case, I feel like. Yeah, like we said in the first episode, you paint a picture mm-hmm. and you make everything fit that picture. Yeah, so what you, like, I think, I feel like this is something that happens even nowadays, maybe more so nowadays than back then, but mm-hmm. the media tells you one thing mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, now let me make the narrative fit that one thing, Any which, which is way. exactly what I did when I remember first hearing about this, like, when I like 10 15 years ago yeah so it, it yeah for sure yeah I mean seriously like I made every bit of evidence fit like seven different people yeah once you <laughs> once you know what the what the uh what the media or the masses even mm-hmm. believe 
you're like, oh, okay, okay. Well, let me look into. Oh, it's all making sense now, and you just wow. make everything fit that, dude. Right. And actually, that can happen with so many people. In this case, it's kind of funny. Not That's funny, what I'm saying. Like, I have so everyone we go over pretty much can like, okay, maybe a little bit of you. Right. Right. So yeah. So, um, at six, like I said, a few minutes after they arrived, they went and started searching. At six oh six. Uh, Mr. White opened the door to the wine cellar room, but he did not see anything inside because it was dark and could not find a light switch. Hmm. Yeah. That's the one that couldn't find a light switch. That's the one that couldn't find a light switch. So the first officer could not, didn't open the door. Okay. I remember, I remember hearing something about not being able to find a light switch. Yeah, but Mr. White was the one who opened the door. At this time, the sun's up, probably shining through that little I window. Mean, is it up? At six something? It should be. I mean, 6 a.m., I mean, what time of year was it? I mean, I guess you don't really know. I never lived in Colorado either, so. Right. Um, You would think so, though. I mean, I don't know. You would think every light in the house would be fucking on searching for this little girl, but I don't know. You maybe, would think maybe, so. Maybe my mind's a little different. I don't know. I mean, I like we said last episode, I'm pretty sure we would handle this way differently. But for sure. that's just us. We would for sure handle it differently. So the timeline's weird. Right now, I just said uh, Officer Vetch arrived on scene, and it's 6.010 now, which was weird. <laughs> you just said 6.010. Oh, 6.10, my bad, <laughs> whatever. Uh, um, which is weird because he was there earlier with the other officer. It This timeline, like, I'm actually reading, like, the official timeline that from all the reports put together, and there's a website on it if you want to look it up, John Benet Ramsey's Encyclopedia. That's all you got to look up. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can find the timeline for every, like, right now we're looking at minute-by-minute minute timeline. I know that this is written out by an actual detective, the timeline, so it is going to be a little harder to interpret, like, and actually put forward. So reading it and then actually saying it might not make as much sense. Yeah, because i got to, like, cipher through, like, who said what and what report and stuff like that. So I'm not trying to read all that stuff. I'm just trying to find the important stuff and read the important stuff. That's all you guys want is the important information. The important information. So right now, and like like we said in the first, like the end of the first episode, how the officers immediately started fucking up the situation, correct? So now there's two officers on scene. There's three people in the house prior, the Ramseys, John, Burke, and Patsy. Hmm. So now there's five people. The fleets arrived, or the whites, sorry. So fleet and Priscilla, Priscilla. Uh, arrived on scene. So now there's seven people in this house. Yes. Isn't the pasture or the... Not, not yet. Just right now, there's only seven people in the house. Okay. But that's five people too many. Yeah, that's five people too many people should, in the house. There should literally be the immediate family, which is the parents. And, I mean, obviously, Bert... They should be there, quarantined in one room. They should be, and the police should be taking care of everything else. One police officer should be searching the house. One should be talking to the family and mm-hmm. not allowing the whites in or any other fucking people in this house considering this is like a little quiet town too you mm-hmm. would think you'd allocate all your resources to it so like the right. fact that there's only two officers at this time is kind of i mean this odd. is actually at the time of this time like where i just stopped it's only 10 minutes after the phone call to 911 so regarding that that's pretty fast to have two officers there for a missing child that supposedly has within, a ransom note and within 10 minutes I mean, we already discussed last episode. It takes seven minutes for an officer to get there. Yeah, that's and that's on a hung up nine one one call. Yeah, but that officer could have been in the scene. That's what I'm saying. There's already two officers at the house at this mm-hmm. point, point. and according to two different things, they were in two different cars. 
Okay. Well, I mean, either way, 10 minutes is not bad. You're right. Yeah. So, but the officers should stop the whites from coming in the house, especially start searching for shit. Do you but, think it's harder to get this shit under control? First of all, you have way more, way too many people there. Secondly, yeah. there's only two officers at this point, and I know it's only 10 minutes, which is, like you said, that's fairly decent. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is a mansion. It's not a regular home. It's a three-story plus basement mansion. It's literally described as a mansion. Yeah, but you can control it if you quarantine everyone in one room. For sure. If you think about it, Burke was still sleeping at this time, too. There's no mention of him waking up yet. Well, yeah, you also got Fleet White wandering around the house. I'm assuming the wife, Priscilla, is doing the same thing, looking for the child. So not everybody's in the same spot. So you're there, and you're trying to control a situation where it's probably already out of control. That's what I'm saying. If you had everyone in the same room, it'd be so much easier to control. It would be. But I see, that's one, one thing that I'm not quite understanding yet either. So the Fleet Whites got there before the police, if I'm not mistaken. They did, right? Yeah. So. And by the way, sunrise was at uh, 7.20 Okay. a.m. So the Fleet Whites got there before them, so they're already all scattered throughout the house. Yeah. So, I mean, you're arriving there and you're like, fuck, what do I do? No, police got there before the Whites said. I thought the Fleet Whites got there like four minutes. Yeah, one officer got there within three minutes of the phone call. Okay. And then, so he was there before the Whites showed up, and now, so the Whites and the officers are there. Okay. So, yeah, they already had the two officers there pretty much before the whites got there. I question everything in this case now. It's all weird. It's all weird. That's what I'm saying. I would do it way different, and we're kind of hung up on that one (laughs) tiny subject. All right, so, like I just said, he searched the wine cellar and did not find anything, which is really weird because that's where the body was found. Yeah. Even if it's dark in there, you'd imagine you'd at least be able to see the outline of the fucking body, right, if it's actually there this time. I mean, that's pretty much what John said when he another spoiler john finds his daughter yeah and he could just tell immediately as he opened the door that that was his daughter so it's just it makes me think that the body wasn't there that is another good theory because coming up in a minute we don't know where anyone is yeah all right so john fernie arrives at the house at 6 10 a.m uh that is another friend so what now we're at eight people at house his his wife came right she hasn't came yet. She's okay. the next person to arrive. So gotcha, eight gotcha. people in the house right now. Another fucking person in this house. That's too many. That is now six too many people in that house. I guess the parents are okay being in the house. I mean, it's their fucking house. But at the same time, it's. I feel like they shouldn't be in the house. They should be outside talking or stuck in a room. Uh, at 6.20 a.m., Barbara uh, Fernie arrives on scene. So now there's nine people. Nine. <clears throat> nine people. Nine. Uh, right after that, at 6.40, Officer Wes arrives with Barklow and Retchenbach. I think that's the name. Orville Redenbacher. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Oh, I was like, what? No, that's like a popcorn or something. <laughs> um, so now there's 12 people in the house. Even better. But now there's 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 five officers, though. Well, that's that's a lot better. I mean, that'll help almost half the people control the situation a little bit. Yeah. Then, at the same time, they arrive. The victims' advocate group arrives. Hmm? The victims' advocate group oh, arrives. Interesting. Yeah. Now it doesn't say how many people are there with the victims' advocate group. Hmm. I, I'm assuming it's like two to three people. But that's my assumption. It doesn't give you exact numbers. Awesome. Did you do you have anything on that? No, I don't even know they arrived. Honestly. 
Really? I didn't even know they. Yeah, I didn't know that that happened. They're the ones that were cleaning. Oh, that's who was. Clean. I thought their friends were cleaning up. No, it was victims advocate group. That's weird. Yeah. So, at uh, between six forty-five and seven fifteen, whenever the officers arrived, that is when the victims advocate group arrives as well. Uh, at seven thirteen, Reverend Hoverstock. 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 I, I don't know if that's actually accurate. I'm just saying. Whatever. I fucked up half these names already, and I don't give a shit. So he arrives on scene at 7.13, pretty much right when officer the officers arrived and the victim's advocate group, the reverend arrives. At that time, I'm pretty sure the reverend told, it was either the reverend or the officers told, uh, they need to get Burke out of the house. The reverend told him that. The reverend told him that? Hmm. Yeah, so the reverend told him to, they need to get Burke out of the house. He shouldn't be here for that, right? And they called... The Whites called their house, which their niece was there, mm-hmm. and their niece was able to stay with uh, Burke. Mm-hmm. So Burke is now out of the house, so now there's back to being 12 people in the house. But we don't know how many of the fucking people are there. Yeah, we don't know how many victims advocate group, so there could be anywhere from 13 to 15 people, I would assume. Perfect. Nothing like contaminating <laughs> a crime scene. Nothing like contaminating a crime scene. At 7.30 a.m., the ransom amount was assembled by John Fernie. That's pretty important because I thought it was John Ramsey. I did too. But John Fernie went and talked to his banker and got the $118,000 in ransom. I thought it was John because I, I always said that John did it. I never knew it was John, it was John Fernie. Fernie. I thought yeah. it was always John Bennett. Because all like I watched a whole bunch of things. So like, If I found a theory, like one of my theories of like, let's say John Ramsey killed... I would then go look up reasons to believe John Ramsey did not kill. So I'd like, I'd fit all the evidence to fit that picture and I'd go watch a video breaking all the evidence down. And the primary thing was John Ramsey got the money, Hmm. but to the police report, John Fernie went and talked to his banker and assembled the money. So John did not, well, John did, but John didn't. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. John R didn't, but John F did. So that's actually a pretty interesting thing. Like like I said, I when I was doing all the research, it was always said that John Ramsey got the money. That's what I thought I said too. Mm-hmm. So maybe I don't know. That's weird. I think it's very weird. Weird. At seven thirty three, the BPD K uh, nine unit calls and said they're on standby. Do you remember that guy's name? The K nine guy. I don't. Cause um, never mind. Never mind. Actually, I'll just say it because it's on my mind. Um, what's the name? Bob Ernst. In Inart, uh-huh. supposedly connected to the K nine officer. Really? Mm-hmm. Hmm. Weird. That's weird. Weird. It's also weird that they wouldn't be at the house searching. I mean, your K nine is your best investigator at that point. You have no nothing but a ransom note. Yeah. You can smell that note and get a scent off it, right? That Maybe potentially. Sense, yeah, that makes sense. You could search the house for the body. Now that would be kind of hard because that house has she has been living there. You know, so her scent's all over the house. But yeah, but someone else's scent may be on that exactly. note, and then they may pick up the scent going downstairs. To into the basement. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. so that's another thing that I think the office, I mean, the, so far, everything that I just read, if you don't see how that's a fucking problem, how there's like 15 people in the house, you should re-listen or, you know, do your own research, because that's a lot of people in the house contaminating that fucking crime scene. That's... Uh, that- it's not good. Cause it's not you, good at all. It's hard to make a case against any one of those people that are in the house now. Now. Yeah. yeah it's 
because you let these people <laughs> all over the home freely. Every like if you like yeah they they did not seal off anything in the house. No, nope. it was a fucking like a shopping mall in there. It just it, it it eliminates all possibilities of actually having these people as suspects now because anything that's found can be explained. Yeah, my boss. Oh, I was I in was, the house. I was helping them. I yeah, was I was searching. Them. Like how how could that be me? I was helping them do everything. Exactly. So it ruins a lot of chances that. That's Suspects. why my pubic hair was found downstairs. <laughs> That's exactly why. I was searching <laughs> down there. I don't think any pubic hair was found. I'm just saying. Um, sometime after 733, uh, Ruckenberg Batch, the, the, the detective officer, whatever his name is. <laughs> God, sounds, I, sounds, sounds about right. I need to do way better research, guys. I, I apologize. Uh, he leaves the scene and goes to uh, some shopping center to brief Detective Arndt and Patterson on what's going on at that time uh right after that time at 8 10 doctor or detective aren't i keep doing that detective aren't and patterson arrive at the house and immediately uh phones to the police department the second she gets there she immediately taps the phones aren't aren't does Smart. well uh, she orders the phones to be tapped because Smart. the ransom said they were calling them between 10 fact that hadn't been done yet is kind of odd right the fact that it took this is at like what eight in the morning now so there's already been officers there for two hours and nothing's under control that's smart and pretty much by the time she gets there she orders everyone to leave the house right slowly leaving the house at least the officers well she didn't order them i think they just kind of slowly left on their own yeah because i mean they you'll if i don't have all there was supposedly a meeting and i'm doing the finger quotes a meeting that everyone had to go to Mm. so she was pretty much left there by herself well she was left there by herself yeah which is really weird yeah yeah um after she uh, gets the phones tapped she immediately begins uh briefing john on what to say about the ransom call and at the same time the victim's advocate group starts cleaning the kitchen smart yeah nothing like uh, washing away any evidence yeah, they like it full on like they were cleaning the kitchen so there was <laughs> a stranger that was in that house and actually committed this crime and he did anything in the kitchen it's clean now so it's gone he didn't even have to do it they did it for him <laughs> awesome and that, i mean i don't i don't think i've saw any theories about this but i could see how maybe the person who did it called the victim's advocate group to come there and they you know they're trying to help out to clean the kitchen but mm-hmm. In reality, he maybe he thought they were going to do that, or he had a connection with them. Or maybe he was one of them. Maybe he was one of them. Yeah, right. it doesn't state if they were girls, guys, anything. So, Oh, let me clean this up. I, I'm, I'm here now. Yeah, let me just help you clean this fucking red stain off fucking the pineapple stains. <laughs> <laughs> off of this pineapple bowl. Yeah. There was a bowl of pineapple on the table. Uh, John and Andrew, Mel- John, Andrew, and Melinda Ramsey. Melinda, Melinda. Melinda. Melinda, Jesus Christ, I suck at names. <laughs> uh, they board a plane to Colorado. So they're coming from Georgia to Colorado. Yeah. So and this this is after 8 o'clock, so they didn't give you time. Um, Sergeant Whitson arrives at the house at 9.30-ish. I, I can't even tell you how many people are in this house now because they just keep going and leaving, and they don't really tell you in the timeline. It's just like... If you have, you have to read every word of this timeline to actually see when someone arrives at the house and when someone leaves the house. Yeah, just understand that there's a lot of people coming and going. Yeah. That, that's all you really got to know. If I were to read this full-on sentence or word by word, this would be like a fucking 
10 hour episode yeah, and it'd be extremely boring so so i'm just trying to like break it down to be as simple and clean and quick and hopefully understandable yeah uh and sorry if it's not my bad <laughs> sergeant whitson arrives at 9 30 ish at 10 30 so an hour later the next big movement happens and they finally sealed off john benet ramsey's room so the they place, arrive at six. The place that she was supposedly abducted for from is finally sealed off. Yeah. It only took four hours, four and a half hours before they could, you know, may, maybe, maybe there's evidence in there. May, hmm. Hmm. Maybe there's something important in the room. Maybe we shouldn't let people just fucking come through here <laughs> all fucking willy nilly. Ah, uh, Jesus Christ. At 1040, John Ramsey gets the mail. And he just looks through it casually. Just looks through it casually and disappears. Yes. For the next major incident that takes place isn't until 1230, which is what? From 1040 to 1230. That's almost two hours. Almost two hours on the dot. Linda Arndt notices John Ramsey was gone and then finds him sitting alone reading mail. Smart. I mean, that's uh, that's a little suspicious if you ask me. Yeah. Um, he, so, to clarify, there is approximately a two-hour period where John was not seen, heard from, nobody knew where he was at. Yeah, at all. Which is really strange. A little bit. Yeah. I mean, what could have been done in those two hours is there's endless possibilities. Especially what comes after the next part, I read. At... Uh, 12.30, like I said, she finds John alone, but then she calls G, uh, BPD, Boulder Police Department, mm-hmm. for backup because she's by herself at this point. At this point, so she's been by herself for, I think she, from what I remember, like she was by herself since about 10 o'clock, maybe even a little bit before that. Mm-hmm. Um, so going on three hours now, she's been by herself. Yeah. So obviously she's trying to get a hold of the situation which she can't because at this point we still don't even know how many people are in the house because people are coming and going and coming and going and it doesn't really state when they're coming and going so it's, it's just a clusterfuck it it's is just all over the fucking place fuck. and uh, she's trying to get control but as one person you can't control so many people in a fucking uh, hectic situation like that it's it's not possible so yeah, it's it's really not possible so she's calling uh, Boulder Police Department to try to get some help and es- essentially they're all telling her I'm in a meeting so you gotta fucking deal with it <laughs> yeah it's so fucking ridiculous this whole thing is just stupid it was handled extremely poorly and I don't blame Linda Arndt at all I mean what else no. is she supposed to fucking I mean do? she didn't get there until when fucking 10 30 four hours after she, she got there at eight eight something if I'm not mistaken eight ten oh yeah sorry my bad I was but she was alone yeah. from at like 10 o'clock it, it it's a shitty way to handle a fucking investigation of a missing little six-year-old girl yeah, I, I, I mean, I believe everyone had a part of fucking this investigation up. Yeah, I don't think Every, anybody did everything correctly. I mean, but a lot of people they blame Linda Arndt for not handling this shit correctly. Well, when she wasn't the she first person there, she wasn't the first person there. But in my opinion, she's the one who ordered the phone tab, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she was trying to handle the hectic situation, like I said, by herself. So, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't see what else she could have done. Yeah, she already walked into a shit show. Exactly. And I mean, if anything, she helped out the shit show. A little bit. She like made the shit more mushy or something. I don't know. She helped it. I don't know the metaphor cleaned for... Up, <laughs> cleaned it up a little bit, I guess. 
grabbed the plunger and started pushing. All right. Um, at 1300, one o'clock, uh, Detective Arndt tells John and Fleet to search the house from top to bottom. From top to bottom. That's top to exact bottom. words. Even John said so himself. She said from top to bottom. But what does John do? He interprets that as go straight to the basement. And then go from bottom to top. Correct. Which is like literally the exact opposite of what she said. And I get it because, I mean. I don't get it. Because if you just say from top to bottom. I'm going from top to bottom. <laughs> it's like when you clean. When you I clean think that's just a phrase though. You know what I mean? So search it from top to bottom. And you would think like, okay, top and you go all and make your way down to the bottom. But I mean, you're already on the first floor. So it does make a little sense to start in the basement and go. But I mean, at I the same it time, like it, cleaning. It, that's why I think of it. Because mm-hmm. if you clean the bottom first, and you start cleaning it, and then you clean the top, all that shit comes from the bottom. You're to thinking the, of a window. Yeah, I'm thinking of a window. I'm literally <laughs> looking at a fucking mirror right here. But I mean, that's why I think of it. I can. You search in the top. There's no way anything can happen while you're down there, mm-hmm. right? Because I, let's say something happened, right? They're in the basement, and let's say the killer's on the second floor, and they just popped out. I mean, that could happen on the bottom floor too. But at least you cleared everything. There's nothing going on above you, right? Yeah, I mean, it makes I, Like I said, I can see it both ways. Yeah. Yeah. I see it both ways. But it is odd that he went immediately down to the fucking basement. basement. I think it's odd anyways because, remember, guys, he was missing for almost two hours. Yeah, so he goes straight to the basement because Linda Arndt wanted them to do something because they looked like they were they needed to do something. Supposedly, she says that they were just looked like they were like starting to lose it a little bit, lose their mind, and... Uh, so she said she needed to find something for them to do to occupy occupy their minds, essentially. And so she's like, hey, why don't you guys go ahead, search for any clues, blah, 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 right? First of all, she should not have done that because that's further contaminating the scene. That's the fucking job of the police officers and um, the detectives. That's exactly whose job it is. Also, one thing we did not mention is the ransom time. I don't think we mentioned it. We may have. You may have. Oh, I did not. I did not. The ransom time came and gone. Nobody said anything. Yeah, no one mentioned anything to Linda. So that was between... It ten. was The ransom note says between 8 and 10, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, after 10 o'clock, so, no one mentioned it. After 10 o'clock, the time has come and gone. No one mentioned a damn thing. So that is also a little weird. Um, but anyways, back into where we were at. Uh, so they go straight down to the basement, right? Yep. You got it. Okay, so once they get down into the basement, and this is what John said in some interviews... They walk into the basement. He flips on the light. Uh, he says, oh, he points out to Fleet White that, oh, that suitcase should not be there. Mm-hmm. Odd. Odd. He makes sure to point that out. And it's the suitcase is underneath the window. Okay. If you want to know what this window looks like, go on our Instagram. I have a picture of the window. Yeah. Um, so he, he tells them, oh, that suitcase shouldn't be there. And then, oddly enough, the next thing he does is opens the wine cellar door. Mm-hmm. Goes in there. And immediately. immediately sees John Bonet's body in the center of the floor. Yeah. In the center of the room. Mm-hmm. On the floor. Wrapped up the in floor. a blanket, but not wrapped up to where you can't tell it's not her. Um, he says her eyes, her hands are binded. He notices duct tape on her mouth. Yeah. He goes and uh, immediately takes a duct tape off her mouth, picks her up. Well, Fleetwood at this time is running up the stairs saying... Call nine one one, call nine one one. Yeah, um, Fleetwood. It's Fleet White. I don't know why I always say Fleetwood. <laughs> um, Fleet White is doing this. Um, 
John is untying the binds from her hands. And ripping the duct tape ripping, off. Ripping the duct tape off. Mm-hmm. Okay, now, this is something that I could see any parent doing. You're trying to see if you can specifically help your child. Fuck, let me get this duct tape off. Blah, blah, blah. Right? Okay, so John has her in his arms, carrying her upstairs. Mm-hmm. Linda Arndt notices what's going on. And this is directly from her interview. She said her mind fucking exploded as she sees John walking up the stairs with the body in his hands. Mm-hmm. So, um, she says she orders him to put her down. Mm-hmm. He does. He does. Um, at this point, she calls for backup. She calls again. for backup again, but she's she stated stated in the interview that as he's putting her down, she runs over there, and she's inches away from his face, and they have an unspoken moment as he's putting down John Benet. Um, and she knows right then exactly what happened. Yeah. She claims she knows she like, it's just one of those intuition type of things. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so she knows exactly what happened. And from all accounts, she, she assumes that he did it. Yeah. She said like without a fiber of doubt, she said never wavered. Yeah. But, uh, she also says that at this point she knows what's going on. Um, I, I seen in some, some things where she said that, Rigor mortis had already set in, mm-hmm. in the body. You could actually even smell a little bit of decay. And so the fact that John, and I didn't say this, but John assumed that he could help her and she might still be alive until he picked her up. Mm-hmm. Well, rigor mortis has already set in, and she actually has a scent of death a little bit already. Yeah. means she's been dead for 6 to 12 hours, according to Linda Arndt. Well, you think about it, it's 1 o'clock now. Yeah, so she, he, she states she's been dead for 6 to 12 hours. Yeah. Um, well, obviously, but you would know later than immediately, immediately that she was dead. She didn't have any color that would indicate she was alive. Well, I mean, it's, it's like you said, it's a parental thing. You just want to, and and that that's where I excuse it because yeah. if I were in that same situation, I probably would have done the exact same thing: grabbed her, took the arm, took the tape off her mouth, tried to fucking wake her up. I mean, you CPR. We I might have even done tried to do CPR right then and there. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Um, it's so it is a parental instinct to try to save your child. Yeah, you don't want to see your kid. I mean, you know them. damn well, like you're not thinking about contaminating evidence. No, you in see the middle your baby of girl, that, right? You see your baby girl, and you're like, "That's my baby girl," right? right and you're doing anything you can to try to help her. And I understand that part, so mm-hmm. I can't blame him for that. Um, now it's kind of weird because I'm sure you guys have seen this interview. I know you have with Linda Arndt. Mm-hmm. Like her eyes just say that she does not doubt for a second what happened there. Yeah. Like, and honestly, if you, you should go watch that interview right now. Yeah. If you guys have a chance, go look up Linda Arndt interview. Yeah. On uh, YouTube. Look it up. Watch it. It's worth a watch. I think it's like seven minute long mm-hmm. interview. Um, it's definitely worth it. And there's a lot of good stuff you should research. If, if you guys are interested at all about what we said, go watch videos. Go look into this case because it's fucking, uh, it's, it's crazy. It's crazy. It's really crazy. But anyways, back to the time we're at now. So he sets her down. She's like, go call 911 now. Mm -hmm. And she states that she was in her mind counting the bullets, 18 rounds. Grasping her gun with her bicep in this. Because she wore a shoulder holster. But, um, I mean, I get that you would be scared, but that is kind of a little weird to me as well. It's like who really does that i mean she said i don't i didn't know if i was going to come out alive yeah she didn't say she said that 
I didn't think we were all going to walk out of there alive. Yeah. Because she knew it was, in her head, she knows it was John Ramsey. Exactly. And it's hard to like, okay, because she's a detective. Um, and just the way she said it, just it's so believable that she actually really feels that way. And I mean, just because she feels that way doesn't make it true. But yeah, it just, for me, when I seen her say that, I was like, oh God, it's hard, hard for me to go in another direction now. That's what got me going with the, the Ramseys in the first place was mm-hmm. her interview. Yeah. And then later on, I start seeing more and more st- shit that makes me go to the other direction. Yeah. But uh, it's also it's weird that he was gone for almost two hours, right? Yes. And then the second he's... Not the second. Within 20 minutes, he finds a body. Well, within minutes, two minutes of actually looking, he finds the body. Well, yeah. From the time that he's gone to the time he's found, within 20 minutes of him being found, mm-hmm. the body's found. Correct. But that that's even like... That's weird as fuck. Well, that's weird, but that's not even a fair timeline either because you really think about it. Linda says, go look for her at one o'clock, almost exactly. And then at 104. 104, he walks up the stairs with the body. That's a mm-hmm. four minute... You went and looked and found the body in four minutes when nobody could find it throughout the entire fucking day. Yeah. And people and even searched that room before. People searched that room and didn't see the damn body. That's where I... Okay, so I'll just fucking flat out say it because I think you guys can see where I'm going with this. Um, I think that there's a high possibility the body was elsewhere. And during this two-hour period, he started planning it out further. Like, okay, now this body needs to be found. There's a possibility that uh, maybe this is the time he actually tied her hands up, put the tape on her mouth. You know what I mean? That kind of thing. Yeah. I mean, I've looked, I, I looked at the picture. It didn't seem – was there marks on her wrist? Yes. She, she, her hands were tied up. But, um, another thing too is like, okay, well we were going to bring a stun gun and actually fucking stun ourselves and shit for you guys, but we didn't do that. Um, later if my wife gets here, I can do it. Yeah, that's not bad. But, um, so my thing is like, okay, well there's even a possibility he set that up at this time. Do we even know he did not have a stun gun? Right. We don't know that actually. Well, do we even talk about anything on her body? No, not yet. So yeah. I got, I'm getting ahead of myself, but <laughs> I mean, it just, I'm trying to talk about what could have possibly happened during this no, time of frame of the two hours. Like he could have literally set this entire fucking thing up. Yeah. Literally. No, I can see it. But anyways, I guess I'll jump back into where we're at currently. So it's one Oh five. She says, call the police. She actually radios in for a uh, backup at this time, letting them, letting the uh, Boulder police department know this is no longer kidnapping. We have a murder on our hands. Yeah. So, um, this is at one Oh five, right? When she radioed in. Yeah, 105. They didn't arrive. Backup did not arrive until 120. 120 to 125. So 20 minute time period after calling it a murder of a six year old child, backup arrived. When just at six in the morning, backup arrived within like what seven minutes? Five seven minutes? minutes. We already established in the last episode. It takes seven minutes to get there. Yeah. So that's I mean, another strange thing. Yeah. What What was more important than this little girl's dead body? I don't get it. Yeah just uh throws me off but anyways so okay at this time she says go call the police um then someone lays a blanket from the couch on her fucking body right mm-hmm. one of the friends did this if i'm not mistaken yeah um at this time patsy ramsey's in another room and she's kind of notified i guess and she comes in screaming and crying and blah 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 and throws herself on john bonnet and just starts grabbing her and holding her and crying and fake crying fake crying but um like 
making sh- in my opinion this is and again as a parent you're probably gonna do this right but i just feel like this was intentional so any evidence found from her on john benet's body would actually be explainable yeah that's what i feel like yeah why else i mean great you're a parent and i get it like, yeah so it's like for me as a parent it's hard to say that this is what happened because i would have done the same thing i would have grabbed my child and i would have held her and i would have never let go right until they fucking pry you off yeah but it just like you said see a picture you just want to paint everything you just right. want everything to fit the picture correct so i think that's probably what it is honestly but a weird thing is not even 40 minutes later john calls his pilot and says uh placing a phone call to the pilot said get the plane ready to head for atlanta but isn't his kids already on the plane coming no, they're on a Delta uh, Delta Airlines. Oh, okay. They're not yeah. on his plane. Yeah, but he calls his pilot and states uh, he needs the plane ready. They're leaving to He starts to prepping a flight. Yeah. And Granted, then, they were already going on a flight, but earlier in the day, he canceled it. Mm-hmm. Now he's saying, we need to go on a plane again. We need to get out of here is what I believe he that said. That is at one four, 140. There's a detective at that time who hears that or something like that and says, you're not going anywhere, right? Yeah, I believe it was um, Detective Bill Palmer who heard that. So he says, no, nah, you're not going anywhere. We need you here. Yeah. But isn't that weird? It's weird. It's weird in a sense, but you also got to... I think at that time, too, once they found the body, the police were like, okay, you got to get out of the house. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe in their mindset and they're rich, so, I mean, Norman Peterson would probably just be like, okay, I'm, I'm going to my friend's house or whatever, right? Yeah. Which you would think they could still do. Obviously, they have a ton of friends, apparently, because they were all in the house. <laughs> um, so, so they could have just went to a friend's house, but instead, they're in their mind, they're like, well, let's just get as far away from this as possible and call a plane and leave. Yeah. Which is, in my opinion, yeah, that's weird, man. It's definitely weird. It is weird. Now, so, a lot of sh- now a lot of shit happened after this, right? But it's a lot of like detectives just doing stuff and people leaving the house, people entering the house. The house is finally secured at one fifty. Mm-hmm. I think that's a major one. But a lot of this is back and forth. We don't really need to go over it's all. all it. It's all little stuff that's really not relevant or important. It, I mean, at is, this time. it is relevant, but it's not like we Was don't it? need to. You guys don't need to hear it if you guys want to. By all means, look it up. Yeah, I think this is all stuff that just the detectives are doing. Little stuff, though, right? I mean, it's yeah, it's just little stuff. The stuff that we're not covering is really not as important as. I just, I honestly just told you guys like the main stuff. Correct. So, I think we're at the point now to where we're past the timeline part, aren't we? Yeah, I think we're going to be done with the timeline. If there's something important, we'll tell you on the timeline. Also, will you want to plug that website real quick where they can go look at this timeline by themselves? Yeah, it's just honestly just look up John Benet Ramsey mm-hmm. uh, Encyclopedia. Encyclopedia. And then it will be johnbenayramsey.pbworks.com. So if you guys want to, if you guys are really interested in this case and you guys want to go look it up yourselves, go on that website. Um, like every, you can see, bit of information. every, like, it's like a every minute breakdown. So and it's not even just that, like, there's everything on this. If you want to look at the, um, before uh, Christmas, before fucking Thanksgiving, you can do all that. If you want to look at the parties individually, you can do that. Um, you can look up all the evidence from 1998 to 1999 to 2000, 2006 to 2007 to present day. You can look up everything on this website because they have it. They have everything. Yeah. 
So it's that, pretty, that, that's a good spot. If you guys want more information, because that's a good spot to go. All you really got to do is Google John Benet Ramsey, and you'll probably find it. So yeah. All right, let's move on. What 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 do we, what do we got next on the you list? You want to talk about the autopsy? Yeah, we could do that. Let's jump into that real quick. All right, I'm not going to actually go over the autopsy. No, we'll just talk about, like I said, let's just talk about what we know. Yeah, what we know. Um, cuts on neck mm-hmm. from the rope. Yep. Right? Uh, her eyes look like they were, what, like popped, like the blood vessels? Hemorrhaged. Yeah. And also, like, so that there's bruising around the neck, all that kind of mm-hmm. shit cuts, yes, because it, w- it was an extremely violent act. Yeah. There was an eight-inch crack in her skull. Correct. Um, so... Linda Arndt was there during the autopsy. Mm-hmm. She says she's never seen some kind of violence like she did with this when they peeled back the skin from her scalp and she's seen the uh, the fracture in the skull. Yeah. It was approximately eight inches is what she said, I believe. Something like that. But that didn't actually kill her. No. So, in my opinion, that happened and whoever did that, no matter who it was, family or not, assumed they killed her at that point. And then that's when and they then, went and wrote the note. Then they're like, okay, um, let's make this look like a cut. And that's why I think it is someone in the family, because why would you need to cover it up? Right. Um, so whoever did that covered it up and put the grot around her neck and made it look like she was strangled to death. I don't know why that wouldn't make any difference, honestly, how she died. Yeah, I don't. It's real. This whole thing is just fucking weird, man. It just doesn't make any sense, man. And it sucks looking into it, too. Like, it's not something that I enjoy looking at a six-year-old child murdered, no. No. Um, but it's such an interesting case that I feel, and it's obviously unsolved 20-plus years later, so it's something that... Yeah, she was born three days before me, four years before me, right? 1992, something like that? She was born? Yeah, when was she born? I don't know. She would be like 26 or something like that today. Because she was six at the time of 1990. Oh, then she was born in 1990. And so she was six years and three days older than me. Because I was born August 9th. And mm-hmm. I just turned 24. So she would be 32. No, 30. Nope. She would be 29. No, she'd be 30 this year. She just turned 30. She would have just turned 30 probably. Well, yeah. Because August 6th. Mm-hmm. It's August 29th. 2020. Yeah. So, 30. so she would have just turned 30. Yeah. Why were we talking about the age? I have no clue. Um, <laughs> I have no clue. No clue. Dude, I, we're just all over the place. I'm all over the place. Okay, so that's pretty much what we know about the autopsy. Like, that's exactly what we know about it, right? There was those burn marks found that were supposedly from a taser. The skull had a fracture in it. She was strangled. Uh, she did have uh, bruising and shit like that. Now, you guys can go look up the autopsy. Um, it's a really weird autopsy, and it's a clusterfuck. It is. And also, okay, so they obviously did an examination of her entire body. They found blood in her underwear. So there was evidence also of bruising and shit that there had been past sexual abuse. Mm -hmm. Um, That's what some people said. Some people said, no, that's not true. Um, But what I saw is that 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 was true. Yeah, like years of past sexual... Correct. Like uh, someone, someone had been sexually abusing this child. But someone also went and said, well, that could just be from hard wiping. Yeah, but, uh, okay, so I'm taking this directly from what Linda Arndt said, and she was there during the autopsy, mm-hmm. is that the person who did the autopsy said there's no doubt this what this is from. Also, if you really look into this case, she had problems of bedwetting, right? Mm-hmm. That's also a huge sign of um, 
sexual assault on, on a child is when they start wetting the bed. I mean, I pissed myself until I was like five. <laughs> Apparently, though, like people who are victims of sexual assault like that, uh-huh. they pee intentionally to deter the sexual fucking... Victim? Uh, or the assaulter? The assaulter, yeah. That's... They do it intentionally. That's good to know. Yeah, so that's just one of the signs, I, I guess, like, as far as... Like, I mean, that doesn't for sure mean that's what's happening. It just... Well, I can confirm... When I peed in my bed till five, I was not getting yeah. assaulted. I peed in my bed too. Yeah, quite a bit. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it's honestly a natural thing too. Same yeah. time, I mean, you can't. Con- I think your boys kid. do it more than girls, honestly. I I hundred percent agree. Yeah, yeah, but so either way, yeah, either way, that's what uh, that's what the people or the person who did the autopsy that's what they believed was happening. And uh, I believe you said that they like found splinters from that. Yeah, there was um, splinters from a paintbrush that was found in the fucking basement inside mm. her vagina. So the paintbrush was used to tie the garrote, which is what choked her. So you get the paintbrush broken from uh, Patsy's paintbrush kit Yeah, that was in the basement. You tie the rope around it, and you can actually twist it, and that tightens the rope around the neck. It's kind of like a, uh, what's it called? A tourniquet. Yes. Yeah. If you know what a tourniquet it's, it's is. It's exactly like that. It's a tourniquet, yeah. But that same one, there was splinters found inside her vagina. From that. From that same. And that also is something to me, because she, she was, okay, so it was believed she was sexually assaulted throughout her life, right? Yeah. So for me, this is just another thing to try to make it look like someone abducted her, sexually assaulted her, and then killed her. Yeah. That's what that, in my opinion, I yeah, I can see it. So it's just more over overboard. Like, why do that? And like, you don't need to do that. Like, obviously, you don't that, need to do anything. But that seemed like that was kind of overkill. Yeah. Like, yeah, yes. But at that same time, that for me, that throws away like uh, someone in the family did it. I don't think so. Because if you're covering this shit up, then you want to make it look like that. First of all, it just the fact that the the hurts my head to even think. A parent or a sibling. I mean, maybe a sibling, but I, to make think like the dad or mom did it, fucking, it honestly hurts me just to even Well, yeah, okay, so a lot of people believe that this was an accident, right? Uh, Burke or whoever accidentally hit her with something harder than they wanted to out of, like, anger. And like, fuck, she's dead. Yeah. Now we got to cover it up. But mm-hmm. how could you bring yourself to choke your child like that, dead or not? Like, you're, how could you bring yourself to do that? I don't know. I truly don't know. Yeah, I can't either. Um, so regardless, if that's the case, that's fucking sick, dude. Mm-hmm. It's really sick. It's really sick. Um, so I, I don't know exactly what point we're at now. I think we're just kind of talking. So you want to talk about some of the evidence that got tampered with in the side during the timeline we just talked about? Yeah, let's do that. Okay, so just like an overview of the tampering because mm-hmm. we already discussed all of this. The house was overcrowded with people. I think at one point there was like anywhere from 15 to 20 people in the house. Well, throughout that day, if you really think about just that day, not the Christmas party two days prior, but that day alone, that day alone, there was at least 15 people who came and left at least. At least. Yeah. There may have been more. Yeah. That's what I say. Anywhere from 15 to 20 people. So that, that, that's a crime scene, active crime scene. And half of those weren't even police officers. Yes. That's, That's crazy. Fucking it's just, it, it, the incompetence is insane. Yeah. So we have that fuckery. 
the victim's advocate group at the house and clean the kitchen. Clean the kitchen. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, they were just cleaning like, like behind people. Like so, you someone's drinking a cup, they'll go grab the cup and clean it, like that kind of thing. See, that's just so fucking weird. Yeah, it's just. It, I mean, I get you're probably just trying to help out Patsy, like so she doesn't got to worry about cleaning. I get the like, I get the idea behind it, right? Yeah. But this is an active crime scene. Active crime scene. Yeah. So that's what I don't. I don't get. The next main one is John Ramsey picking up JBR after being found. Yep. And moving Take, her taking off the tape which could have had some trace evidence on it and removing loosening the grot right yeah and uh taking off the tape and then moving her body up to the first floor well he loosened the the rope around her arms i don't know about the grot well i'm just saying oh that wasn't yeah that was her neck never mind yeah, yeah. so loosening the rope on her uh hands on her wrists and moved it up and then the next piece is i forgot to mention this after john ramsey put the body down Linda Arndt picked up the body and moved it underneath the Christmas tree. Mm-hmm. So then Linda picked up the body. So that's another piece of tampering. And then putting the blanket and sweatshirt on JBR. Yes. That, this blanket was on the couch where people were sitting all day, if I'm not mistaken. That's where it was at. They picked it up off the back of the couch or wherever it was. It was somewhere on the couch where I'm assuming that people had been sitting and all this shit. So now you just put people's DNA like hair follicles 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 you know what i'm talking (laughs) about um those things um could possibly be on the body now because they could have from the blanket to transfer to the body it's just it like you said dude this whole thing is just botched i mean do you have any other pieces of uh evidence that got tampered with that's all i could think of as i was talking no but that's the main thing though is the body the body the literal (laughs) body was tampered with and um, the fact that everyone's in the house. Uh, Patsy came and jumped on it. If I'm not mistaken, uh, they prayed around the body, right? Because um, and they, then at one point they said, I don't know who said this, but someone said, if you want to come say bye to uh, to um, John Bonet, come do it now. This is your only chance you're going to do it. Huh. And so um, whoever was in the house at the time was able to say bye to her. And who knows if they touched the body, what the hell they did. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. this was literally beyond tampered with like the main piece of evidence is this little girl's body and you just and now you just ruined (laughs) anything that's found on it anything that's found on it can be explained away now by these people it's fucking incredible literally probably ruined the entire investigation and probably the biggest reason why it's not solved to this day is because of all the tampering 100 percent agreed so on both parties both the Ramses and the police. And the police. Yeah. It, it was a horribly handled uh, investigation by the police. Terrible. Terrible, terrible. Like, I'm pretty sure they probably teach this case at the academy of what not to do. Yeah, this is exactly how you don't handle a fucking situation. Yeah. See what they did? Do everything the exact opposite of what they did? And you, and you, might, you'll... And you might be good. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Um, what else you want to talk about? We want to talk about how he started leaving. They wanted to leave, right? The Ramses? Yeah. Yeah, they wanted to leave. They were told they couldn't. Yeah. Um, the same day. So they did a few interviews. Like a lot of people say they didn't do any interviews. Mm-hmm. They were not cooperative with police. So they talked at they the worked. house with the police clearly, right? Because yeah. they're in the house with the police. But it wasn't actually like a formal interview. At the, the same day, though, on December 26th at 2.30, Burke Ramsey was interviewed. Not, it wasn't even a formal interview, though. But he went to the police department and had an interview with him. I thought that happened like a week later. No, the same day. Same day, and then they did it three more times in that week. 
Mm. Or sorry, they did two. So they did three times in the same week where they interviewed Burke. I thought that Burke only, he interviewed with a child specialist Mm -hmm. and he only talked to the police once from what I saw. Yeah, so it was police Mm -hmm. and then the child in same day, like same week pretty much. Okay. And then after that, they realized that they were a primary suspect, so they stopped talking to police. Yeah, well, they ne- well, Ramsey stopped talking the day after. Yeah. They only talked to them the day of the incident at the house, never went to this police station, and then um, later on, eventually started talking to them. What was a fucking... You, like six months later. I thought it was four months later. It was somewhere. But in between that time frame is when they finally started talking to him again. Also, another weird thing, so Patsy and John got lawyers immediately, right? Separate lawyers. There's actually three lawyers, one for Burke, one for Patsy, and one for John. Why, though? That's my thing. Why? I mean... Why do you need separate lawyers? I understand, to a certain degree, because you're obviously the primary suspect, right? Well, yeah, but at the same time, it's like, okay, think, one, one lawyer Think about other cases where parents were the primary cause, or not the primary cause, the primary victim, not victim, what the fuck, suspect... suspect of a murder of their kid and they find out years later that they didn't kill the kid but yet the parents were in prison for all that time and they mm. found out it was the neighbor or some bullshit i mean i get it but why do you need separate lawyers that's, that's the only thing i don't get like okay i feel like when if me and you were both um accused of murdering someone and we got separate lawyers that would make sense right because yeah. we're not related we're not fucking family mm-hmm. um but if me and my wife were accused of murder and we went and got a separate lawyer each, I feel like that's because I want a lawyer who has my best interest in mind and she wants one that has her best interest in mind so that if it comes down to it, I'm flipping on you and snitching on you so that I don't have to fucking go to jail. That, that's how I feel. That's In my mind, that's what my thought process went to. Especially because so he it got breaks the down, best lawyer. Right. So if it breaks down to, to one of us are going down, Whoever's got the best lawyer is probably not going down, and I'm gonna roll on you and fucking snitch you out and right. do whatever I have to do to make sure I don't go to jail. And that's that's my thought process because if you guys are in it together, you get the same lawyer, right? You would assume so, right? I, I would. I would too. I'm, one, I can't afford two lawyers, so <laughs> imagine imagine you're just him though, and you're a millionaire, and you can. I mean, you still wouldn't, right? I mean, I wouldn't. Yeah. All right. So uh, moving on. Um, I know that there was issues between the Boulder Department, Boulder Police Department and the DA. They weren't really cooperating, which also kind of hindered the uh, the entire vesti- investigation. Yeah. Um, the Ramseys obviously weren't cooperating and all that shit. Uh, there was just a lot going on. Yeah, like, they honestly did not get along whatsoever. The DA, you know, they're supposed to, like, you're supposed to work side by side right. with each other. Which, to me, indicates one of them is kind of corrupt because one of them has their... One of them's hiding something, in my opinion. Otherwise, why why wouldn't you just share all your evidence and cooperate as much as possible? You guys have the same goal in line, which is to convict somebody of the murder of John Benet Ramsey. And, so. and both of them do, which is weird. Maybe they just want separate people convicted or some shit. I don't know. Yeah, it's weird. It is weird, man. There's a whole, like, we could probably do a whole episode on the Boulder Police Department and the DA's office. Yeah. But... We're not trying to make this a fucking five-part series. Right. I mean, maybe in the future when we do some uh, true crime, we'll actually try to make uh, like an actual series or something like that. Yeah, you know maybe I mean? one day we can release like a, an eight-hour long episode, like a bonus episode. Yeah. I mean, well, I think that eventually maybe we, we will try to make like... Because I think it'd be cool like to do Zodiac and shit like that. I know we're getting oh, off yeah. subject, but... Yeah, yeah. Um, 
those ones can be super long. So we could have actually made this one probably three or four episodes at least. Oh, 100%, like two hours each. But yeah. we're not trying to like make this a fucking eight-hour episode. We're trying to make this somewhat small. So we're not going to go into like find, you know, the fine print of everything. Yes. So We're just going to give you like the fucking rundown of shit. Yeah. So I think we're at the point now where we kind of want to jump into the suspects, right? I, I believe so. So um, you want to start off? Uh, right. Who's your main suspect? I have a few main suspects. Okay, because I don't want because there's a ton of suspects. We there's a ton of suspects. I, I just want to do a couple. The, so, so um, the Ramseys are a big one. Yeah. So the Ramseys, Michael Helgoth, um, Bill McReynolds, Bill McReynolds, and Linda Hoffman. And Linda Hoffman. I think let's cover those ones. Burke obviously is in there with the Ramseys. So. Let's let's start, let's start off with Linda Hoffman. Okay. So Linda Hoffman is the housekeeper. Uh, housekeeper. Yeah. Um, she had been working for the Ramseys the Ramsey family along with her husband Mervyn who was their handyman Pius assist <laughs> my 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 mind's going too fast or my mind's going too fast for my mouth I don't fucking know anyways I'm gonna read what it says here so housekeeper Linda Pugh had been working for the Ramsey family along with her husband Mervyn who was their handyman Pugh suspected that John Benet's mother Patsy Ramsey was responsible when Patsy in turn claimed that Pugh was in need of money and requested a loan of thousands of dollars which the Ramseys denied it is reported that Pew led John Bonet into the basement to try and trick her employers for ransom money as mentioned on a note found on the scene given that Pew was familiar with the home as well as the family schedule she became a suspect especially since she did not have a credible alibi However, all the evidence surrounding her is circumstantial, and she has not been accused of the crime. So, yeah. that, I mean, and one of the main reasons why he was or she was a suspect was because she asked for a bonus. Correct. She asked for more money, and also she literally, like it says there, has access to all the information you would need to pull this off. So, mm-hmm. she could have written that note days earlier. Yeah. <laughs> days earlier. It's true. Because she has access to that, mm-hmm. the pin and the pad. So, yeah. Um, it's another weird thing, though. She was supportive of the Ramseys until uh, the Ramseys gave out a suspect list, and she was on the suspect list, and then she immediately went, like, she killed John Bonet. Yeah. Immediately went out and said, I always heard him fighting. I always heard him screaming at her, cussing her out. Uh, she always peed the bed, and she would always make sure I would not do it because she would abuse her, and she would just she did all these claims, and then she wrote a book about it. Yeah, and made money. So it is weird. Um, yeah, and I think that she should be considered as one of the high suspects, high suspects um, on the list, which is why we're mentioning her because, like mm-hmm. I said, she has access to the pen and pad. She could have wrote that days earlier before she was dead, which would mean uh, it would make some more sense because. Everything I've seen, like the analysis of that, that letter, the mm-hmm. ransom note, says it was not rushed, it was not hurried, and someone who just killed somebody would not be able to write it so calmly. Yeah. Um, that's what some people believe. But, but it, why leave the body still? That's the biggest correct. thing. Why you, leave the body? That's the only thing. That's why I don't think it was ever a ransom, because you mm-hmm. wouldn't, you, even if you killed. accidentally killed her, you just still take the money, or you still take the body with you, and you still have a chance of getting that money. Right. You already killed her. Get the damn money. Right? That's why I see it. Um, I don't really think it makes much sense as far as uh, it being the housekeeper just because outside of wanting money, she doesn't have motive. I mean, anybody who wants money, that you could say that that's their motive, but 
I don't know. The only thing that's questionable is I guess she didn't have a good alibi. Yeah. But she did know that, like, you know how I mentioned that there's three sets of stairs in the house. How would she know that Patsy's going to take? She does know that. She would. Yeah. That's the one that Patsy takes down every day, apparently, but she would know that. I think that's why on my list, she would be my bottom suspect. She would be somewhere in the middle for me, honestly. Really? Somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Because she knows the layout of the house. She could have easily coaxed um, John Bonet out without John Bonet screaming. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, she's she's got to be somewhere in the middle. Well, I mean, I only had like six, six suspects. Mm-hmm. So, she's on the bottom of that. I mean, there's hundreds of fucking suspects. For sure, yeah. And so, I mean, she's at the, the top ten. <laughs> for me, I put her like, okay, so there's the... For me, there's the Ramses. That's three. At Bill McReynolds. Four. And then her. Okay. Like I said, she's in my top ten suspects. Yeah. So I'm not even talking about my top ten. All right. You want to get, cover the next one? All right. Uh, Michael Helgoth is another good one. So Michael Helgoth is a sexual predator. but So the reason why he's a main suspect is he owned a stun gun. Uh, there was... <laughs> Down in the basement, there was boot prints that were found that had n- no one in the house had the boot prints. High-tech footprints. High-tech high boots. Yeah. He owned a pair of high-tech boots. He had a wolf dog for, um, like, fucking animal fur that was also found at the crime scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, hat with SBTC on it, which was the initials. Santa Barbara something, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, suspicious statements had uh, reportedly made statements to a friend very similar to the type of statements that we're having today pretty much he called his friend saying I heard a little girl oh crying yeah I remember that yeah he called his friend was I think on the 26th right yeah saying I had just heard a little girl I heard a little girl and then uh, Helgoth committed suicide on Valentine's Day 1997 because uh, the day before he found out he was a primary suspect. And it was supposedly like the news was saying that they're closing in on a suspect and all this shit. Yeah. And then he killed himself. Yeah. Supposedly killed himself. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, I don't know. For me, he's, he's the only reason he's a suspect is because he's passed. So. Yeah. I mean, I, it is kind of a lot of the stuff that was on the crime scene kind of fits up with him. Supposedly. I don't, I don't think they ever confirmed that he had high tech boots though. They just assumed that he did, I think. High-tech boots are, are used a lot by law enforcement. It says, Helgoth's high-tech boots appear to be the perfect match, same size, and even has a dent chip in the sole at the exact same spot the print does. Hmm. I didn't know that. I thought they were just assumed he had them or some shit like that, or they found a similar pair of boots. Yeah. Well, that's according to this, so, I mean, it could be wrong. Right. There was also a property dispute with the Ramses. From him? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Michael Helgoth knew the Ramses uh, from a property dispute, and this may have proved some motivation for the crime. The Ramses family private investigator Ollie Gray referred to as the Hellraiser. The Hellraiser? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So that's what his private investigator found out. It it is weird that he found out they were closing in on a suspect, and he kills himself. Supposedly. I, I also don't know that he necessarily killed himself. I mean, it looks like a suicide, right? But he was shot and killed. Yeah. And then that's another thing on here. It says suicide, uh, suicide, a homicide, because of the shown in the autopsy. Some further believe that this uh, accomplice worried that Helgoth might confess, killed Helgoth, and made it look like a suicide. 
Mm. So made it look maybe he was working with someone, and then he found out that he was going to confess, and then made it look like a suicide. Yeah, very possible. Yeah, so I I would put him pretty high up there too. You know what's funny is like okay, so when we first did this in the first episode, we said like you can make people fit if you want to. Like I can we said like ten times in this episode too. Yeah, I can be convinced like of any one of these people you can make a solid case for right and like make it believable like okay yeah that makes sense it might have been i did it it's really easy honestly it really is man all right you want to move on to the next one or you still got some stuff on that guy we can move on to the next one i kind of want to talk about bill McReynolds. yeah let's let's move on to bill McReynolds. he he's one of the ones i think like outside of the ramses i think that he is the most logical individual for me that's he's my top suspect Yes, outside of the Ramses, I believe so. Yeah. I just don't see why he would have had to cover it up as my only thing. Yeah, I don't... That's the only thing that does make sense on his part, like the ransom note and him having to cover it up. Yeah. Because like, I, I believe that he's capable of everything else. I just don't believe that it makes sense as far as uh, everything, like the the ransom note Yeah, and covering it up like that. I, don't, I mean, that's the only thing that doesn't make sense. Okay, so Bill McReynolds was a town Santa Claus. Mm-hmm. Played Santa Claus every year, but what was he before? What do you mean? Like, what was his job before he retired? Pretty much, I don't know. He was a teacher. Is that what he was? Yeah, I know he has a little bit of a history that's kind of weird. I'm trying to find out his exact. Uh... <laughs> okay, so we're talking about Bill McReynolds. Yeah, um, you said he was a teacher, right? I believed he was like a. I'm, like I swear to God, I had the thing in front of me, mm-hmm. and now it's gone. Weird. But what did you think he did? He he did something with writing. I know that he was... Okay. That's why... And I don't remember the first part. We said there was really weird, like, wordage. Yeah, in the, the ransom, ransom note. note. So it's something that he was a teacher, obviously. If he was... A t- I, I can't confirm right now. So we believe he was a teacher. <laughs> yeah. We For some reason, we looked it up just now. And I couldn't find it. We can't find it now all of a sudden. But either way, he played the town Santa Claus. He was a weirdo. Um... So there was an incident, was it 20 years before this? Yeah. Where his daughter and her friend was supposedly kidnapped, right? Yeah, on the same day. And the friend of the daughter was raped? M- raped, yep. But the daughter was not. The daughter was left completely alone. Yeah. Which is which weird. Is weird, yeah. It's beyond weird. Mm-hmm. Um, another weird thing, the wife, his wife, what was his name, Teresa? Yeah. Um, his wife wrote a play about a little girl being murdered in a basement. Mm-hmm. Kind of odd. Right. And then, uh, yeah, it was just weird. He also stated that, or John Bonet told her friend's mom that Santa Claus mm-hmm. was going to be bringing her a gift after Christmas, right? Special gift. Special gift. Yeah. So um, that's also a little weird. Um after she died, he was super odd. Like, he said weird things. Like, he had a special connection with her. Yeah. Um, she had given him a vial of glitter that he took in. Now, this happened way after her death, obviously. That he had took into heart surgery. hmm And that's just weird. You took a vial of glitter from this dead girl into your heart surgery and then told his wife, if I die... Put the glitter in my ashes. <laughs> it is a little weird. It's just so odd. I did find it. Okay. Mick Reynolds was a former University of Colorado journalism professor. There you go. Yeah. So I was right. I was right. 
Um, but yeah, it's, it's fucking weird as shit. Um, there's no actual hard evidence linking him to it, though. Yeah. So obviously there was. <laughs> he would have been convicted, right? But um, there, there's no hard evidence linking him to it. It just, it just, he's a super odd individual. The incident with his own daughter is kind of suspicious. The fact that his wife wrote a play about a child being murdered into a, in a basement is suspicious. How he acted afterwards is suspicious w- with the glitter and shit and just making weird fucking comments. Yeah. Like all that is suspicious to me. Honestly, like, it's back to the picture, he's the one that I would want to fit the picture in. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He's he's one of the ones that make the most sense for me. That's true. Like, I, I, I don't know. For me, he's, he's outside of the family. He's my top suspect just because of his creepiness. Yeah. And also, he would have been at the um, Ramsey's home two days prior playing mm-hmm. Santa Claus, right? Right. And so, he could have grabbed the notepad at that time. Wrote it out, yeah. He couldn't, and then he wouldn't have even to write it in the house. He mm-hmm. could have taken the note, uh, notepad, and uh, wrote it out prior, yeah. which would explain why it was so clearly written—not clearly, but like why it wasn't didn't look all panicked and shit. Yeah. Another thing, if he was at the party, he could have made that nine one one phone call. That is true. So, see, the, that's one thing. One of the suspects had to have been at that party. Well, yeah, so, okay, if it was the parents and it was an accident, then that 911 call is just completely random. odd, yeah. random, a kid being stupid, you know what I mean, that kind of thing. Yeah, because <clears throat> I don't think Burke would be smart enough to do something like that. I don't think he would need to, yeah, but um, otherwise it would have been premeditated, right? Yeah. Um, That's why I think that, <clears throat> sorry, I got fucking cum in my throat. Um, if... If he uh, made that phone call, then he was testing it out like we discussed before. So if he made that 911 phone call, he was testing out the time he would have to get away is what I think. If he would like to get caught. But that's for sure. We know for sure he was at that party yeah. two days prior. 100% the he was at the party. 911 hang-up call was made. Um, so, yeah. I mean, I, 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 that all points towards him. Yeah. In my opinion. In that, yeah. I agree. So All right. Did, so who's next? Did you have anything else on Bill? Not that he just... It was just a weird coincidence that his daughter's or his daughter was kidnapped mm-hmm. 21 years to the date, right? 21 or was 21 or 22, something like that. 20 in the 20s. Yeah. So on the same exact day, and it's it's weird. It is weird, man. Um, that's why to me, outside of the family, he is the, my top suspect as far as this goes. Yeah, for sure. All right. So who's next on you? I don't have anybody else outside the family. <clears throat> Let's talk about the family then. Okay. So. Let's talk about the possibilities of what could have happened. Okay. So one thing I don't think we said, there was pineapple found in her digestive system, right? Mm-hmm. Um, there was a bowl of pineapple found on the table in the kitchen. This bowl of pineapple had Burke's fingerprints and it had... Patsy's. Patsy's. Uh, so that could be something that happened. It, it, so when I think of it, it could have been Burke. Let's just start with Burke. Yeah. I think that this is what could have happened. John Bonet wakes up in the middle of the night and Burke's down there eating pineapple. Okay. Um, she goes and takes his pineapple like, oh, let me have some. I want some. Mm-hmm. Grabs a piece of pineapple from his fucking bowl. Yeah. He gets mad, grabs whatever's next to him, not trying to kill her, but just like pissed off. Don't touch my pineapple type of thing. Hits her. Mm-hmm. 
knocks her out unconscious. She's bleeding because it's a fucking pretty good hit. Yeah. Um, and then starts panicking, screaming, whatever, wakes up the parents. They come down, assume that she's dead. Yeah. And she's like, holy fuck, she's dead. And that's when the cover-up starts. Yeah. And that's my thing with Burke. Like like I said, when I, when I first started listening to this like six months ago, mm-hmm. that was honestly my theory. And that makes sense because you yeah. start looking at everything and that totally makes sense. The only thing that doesn't make sense is that 911 call. Correct. But that like we can dismiss that as an accident or whatever. That, yeah. That's not... It's not important unless it is you know what i mean so so it could be completely nothing or or it can be extremely huge right uh but if it, it in my opinion if it was burke that's what makes sense to me yeah so um yeah you want to move on to the other people the, the, well, i mean there's still like the mom could have done it too. no no the, i know no, no, that's what i mean you want to move on to the parents oh, okay yeah, yeah, yeah or do you want to just uh, keep talking about burke because i think that's literally like when i start thinking about burke that's the only scenario that makes sense he gets mad accidentally hits his sister and realizes and that would explain the pineapple yeah and another there's thing, pineapple in her digestive system at the time too correct so um another thing for me as well is that um the more and more we talk about this more and more like I really wish we did like a six part episode on this. Yeah, because we could dig super deep into this shit. Yeah, and we but, had to we had to skip through a lot of shit. Yeah, for sure we did. And which which sucks. <laughs> it, it does suck, man. Um, unfortunately, we are on time fucking restraints here. Yeah. Um, but okay, so as a parent, like if my wife killed my kid, I would not hide it. No, yeah, I'd turn it around. I would say, "Fuck you, you're going to jail. Fuck you, if I don't kill you myself." Um, However, I wouldn't do. I wouldn't kill you myself. It was, I might it was though. straight up Just, accident. No, I might do it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I don't know. But if your kid accidentally does this, out of just pure ignorance, not knowing you could do, hurt your child like that, then I could see you trying to cover it up. Now, I wouldn't go to the lengths they went for sure. Mm-hmm. But I would have a hard time even doing it for my kid. But I would definitely not do it for my spouse. I mean, for for my kid, I would still fucking call. Like, look, it was it this was straight up fucking accident. As a logical person, yes. Like yeah. Me personally, I'd be like, I would call nine one one immediately. Immediately, hope they can save my my daughter, uh-huh. and then explain that it was a complete and utter accident. He got angry and accidentally hit his, his sister. Did not mean to fucking cause damage. So for me, I would never cover it up. But I could see like some people having that logic of i just lost one child i'm not gonna lose another mm-hmm. um i mean he's eight at the time he's correct. no way he's not going he's not going to juvie he's not going to jail well he, he could, he's eight years old so he could be held there was up. no signs like pre-medit they could a good lawyer would definitely get him out of anything probably just go to some counseling yeah and then you, but then you got to look at the stigma the parents would carry around oh you have a murderer's son who killed your daughter blah 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 and they're rich and their thought process is probably a little bit different like yeah I don't know, but um, that's like my hardest thing about the parent or covering up Burke. I think that it's more logical they would cover it up for Burke than they would themselves. For me, another good one is uh, Patsy. Mm-hmm. You know what's her name? What's her name? John Bonet mm-hmm. wets her bed and she gets really pissed off and just pushes. John Bonet, mm-hmm. and she hits her fucking just cracks her head open 
and she's fucking panicking and she goes and does all this stuff herself and then as John Bonet's not yeah as John Ramsey is reading the ransom note in the morning mm. he realizes it's his wife and so then he plays along I mean that's possible too but I just don't think I mean you gotta think about it you said you don't want that you know stigma to be on you hey you're a rich family all these people are gonna say this now your wife just killed your daughter and yeah, you want to you want to put up the reputation of you guys are this perfect jolly couple. So I mean, you could, but like I said, for me, I could never ever see myself covering up my child's murder, regardless of who it is. But yeah, I know, but you don't have a reputation to hold up. Also, so there that. So then, who is sexually abusing her? It could be the the wiping heart. I guess that's how you explain that away. But the coroner probably wouldn't make that assumption. Like, but there was there was other doctors who like reviewed the all the material and everything. Yeah, I think it was their doctors who said that though. But yeah, it could be yeah, true. Who said no? It wasn't it was hard wiping? Like I think that was the Rams. There's a doctors. million different ways this could play out. There is. Yeah. Um, so another way, in my opinion, so we talked about Patsy is if John did it, he was the one who had been sexually abusing her, and then and then Patsy walked in. Not even that, just. It could fucking, he accidentally did something to where he got mad or she wet the bed, like I said, to deter him. And he got mad and hit her and fucking, it just went too far type of thing. Like, and then he had no choice but to cover it up and all that shit. Um, Patsy seems heavily medicated anyway, so it seems like she would be easy to manipulate into this. Right. Um, So that's that's another scenario. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, one thing I think we kind of touched on it in the first uh, episode is uh, what is it, John Andrew? Yeah. Um, that someone said they seen him there that night, but then they went into an elaborate an elaborate alibi for him. This is the older son. Yeah. The twenty something year old son. Yeah, John who Andrew. has a room right next to John Benet Ramsey. And uh, maybe he was the one who was actually sexually abusing her. And then same type of scenario. That one goes, for me, that goes completely left field because even she was on a plane, like your thing last episode, right? Mm -hmm. Was that John Ramsey flew him out. No, he would have already been there. It's Christmas. He would have already been there. But he doesn't get there until the day after with his sister. Yeah, that's because. They fly together. So what you're saying is he gets there for Christmas. No, he was already there for Christmas. He wasn't there. But he could have been. But he wasn't. Your your account was he got there at midnight, right? Yeah, he was walking. So, no, someone seen him walking around the house like at midnight. Okay, but so he goes there at midnight, mm-hmm. kills John Bonet, goes back to Atlanta or where were they? They were. Yeah, no, he he would have been in Georgia. <laughs> yeah, so goes back to Atlanta just to come right back. Yeah, because you There's have to no, have an alibi. There is no flights at that time. No, but uh, so he you, flies back at five in the morning to go there, and then goes back on a plane with his sister. Two hours later? No, he would have flew in like three o'clock in the morning. How? Uh, fucking John owns his own plane. Okay, John does. John it's not does. John Andrew. Yes, but once you find out what happened, this is the whole family's involved. So John, the father of this guy, is helping cover up the murder. Yes. I just don't fucking see that. It that just goes way too many fucking. Okay, I, hop on the plane, get over here at midnight for some reason. Don't go to the don't go to the Christmas party. No, no one's saying he got there at midnight. He could have been. He's twenty one years old. He didn't want to go to the lame ass Christmas party with his parents. He could have just been sitting there at home the whole no entire time. There is no accounts at all from anyone that he was even there. Yes, there was. That one creepy from a neighbor. Old, yeah, from the neighbor, from 
friends mm-hmm. who would know that he was there and family. No, not if he's not the type who wants to go out if and hang out with them. There would be a time where John goes and talks to Fleet White, his best friend, mm-hmm. and goes, my son's in town. Why? It's just already known or already is like, why would you? Like, I wouldn't if you go don't, to if my friends and be like, oh, yeah, my 21-year-old son is here. I just wouldn't. That's random. I just wouldn't do that. Computer's about to die. What are you talking about? If you don't see your son well, and you're. He probably does see his son all the time. His, he lives in a different area, right? He lives in yeah, a different but state. You remember that the yeah, Georgia go, home is their actual number one home, not not the uh, Colorado they home. They go there. They every don't come week. here. Every yeah. week. But he doesn't come there. Yes, he does. That's why he has his own room. He had a whole room because he's 21. He just lived with them. Yeah, because he. Two years he, ago. He has his own room because he goes there. Okay, but I would still, for the me, neighbors, as a parent, the neighbors the knew who he was and was able to identify him. That's how often he's there. Yeah, but you, what neighbor was this? I, I don't remember that. And that. you already said he retracted his statements. Yeah, after the fact. That's kind of weird that he had, he retracted his statement after the fact. Almost like he was told, hey, retract your statement. Or the fact that, oh, never mind, that wasn't even him. I was fucking full of shit. I was drunk as fucking Christmas. Definitely a possibility. Yeah. See, that one just makes zero sense to me because he had to fly him back, then fly him back. No, because he would have already been there. You're, you're, you're under the assumption that he would have to make 20 flights. No, he would have already been there at the house for Christmas to celebrate Christmas with the family, right? You already said this fucking, he, he's too cool for that. So why would he be there? To celebrate actual Christmas. He's not going to go out to Christmas, the, they were to doing the neighbor's shit dinner. With, yeah, but they were already doing shit. Yeah, but. That, Christmas Day, they were already partying with people. No, they weren't. They just went to a dinner. That's it. Yeah, the dinner started like six. Yeah, but or, that's all they did. They just went to have a dinner. I don't, Maybe he John, didn't want to go to the dinner. He was not there. He could have been. There's, I, in my, there's no way he could have been there. There's 100%, absolutely 100% no, positive. I don't He could have been there. 100%. Yeah, just because you don't see it doesn't mean it's not possible. There's, uh, no matter what way I put the evidence, I cannot put the evidence the to fit that the someone picture. stated he was there. Dude, I can make everyone fit the fucking evidence besides John Andrew. Why? That suitcase was his. The suitcase that was found in the basement was his. Yeah. It had a semen encrusted blanket in it. The stuff inside of there was his and John Benet's. That's his fucking house. Yes, and the dad Guess said, what? I've never hey, seen this, this fucking where, thing where before. Where are we right now? I know, but listen. Look and look back behind you. Listen, okay. I don't live here. I get it, but you're saying this is not possible. This is 100 percent possible. The fact that his semen encrusted blanket is inside of a suitcase that was obviously not where it was found. It's not because John doesn't even recognize it, right? Or he says he doesn't recognize it. So that's his suitcase. That's his son's suitcase that was underneath the window. Mm -hmm. It's just weird. I don't see. I have shit all over my dad's house. Well, yeah, but do you have semen encrusted blankets with your dead sister's shit inside of it? You know, if I didn't get rid of my dresser, there probably would be. <laughs> so what I'm trying to say is that it's a possibility. It's just another option. I, like I said, I just can't put any of that evidence to make him fit the picture. I just told you the evidence. You, makes, literally everything we're everything saying is all circumstantial. Said, everything we're saying is circumstantial. There's no hard evidence saying this, well, I know. this, this, I'm this. I'm just saying everything you just said. In my head, I just disproved because at my dad's house, I have all that there. Yeah. I have a suitcase at my dad's house. It's mine. I have clothes there. I have a room there. I know. I have listen, all that shit. He actually goes there all the time. I go to my dad's house all the time, too. Okay, so he has the possibility of being there. That's what I'm saying. But I don't live a different fucking state away. Yeah, but your dad doesn't own a fucking private jet that can bring you anytime you want. Still, I can't see that him just fly back on a fucking jet to go back and then fly right back. No, he didn't intend to go right back, though. That's the thing. That's what I'm saying. 
after he accidentally killed his sister, they had to come up with an alibi. So they put him, the alibi was elaborate. Like, oh, I seen him on a plane. I seen him walking in the hallway. I seen this. I seen that. Like, there's just weird shit. Weird shit. Mm-hmm. Though, why do you need such an elaborate alibi? I don't get it. Has good neighbors that sees where he's is see where he's at all the time. Yeah, they seen him at the fucking Ramsey home. That's retracted. You can retract it; doesn't make it fucking not true. It does. No, it doesn't. It's literally it just says outside that you retracted it. It's Li- no longer fucking evidence at all. I don't know. I, in my opinion, I, th- I still think that's an option. No matter which way I put it, I can't see it. You, you don't want to see it that way. That's why you're not seeing. So it why way. can't it be Melinda? Melinda. Because she was never there. She was never spotted there. She never had a, a neighbor say, I saw her there. Could have been her. It could have been. Yeah. But she was never there. Neither was John. He was literally spotted there by a neighbor. By a fucking neighbor. Okay, one, how can you confirm, when, when did the neighbor seem like midnight? Supposedly around midnight, yeah. So it's dark as fuck. And you can just clearly spot someone at midnight. I'd imagine these rich people have lights outside. I don't know. It's fucking Colorado. It's fucking 1990. Colorado six. has lights. No, I'm just saying it. Fucking nighttime is going to be pitch fucking black. I don't think so. I think that if she, this neighbor saw him in the driveway, which is where they say they saw him, then there's probably lights in the driveway. And it could have been mistaken identity. It could have been someone completely different. It could have been someone that looks like him. It could have been fucking the father, John. I mean, it could have been anybody. But this neighbor says that he saw John Andrew. Matter, like I said, I can't fucking put any evidence to him. There's no evidence for anybody, literally. Well, there's evidence for everyone, but I'm just saying I can't fucking, no matter which way I grab all this evidence that we have. No, there's no hard evidence for literally. There's lots of hard any, evidence. For anybody. No, literally. Well, not I know. nobody. That's the thing. We we have the evidence, and we try to paint that fucking picture with the evidence, right? Mm-hmm. But we don't do that. We have the picture, and we want to put all the evidence to that picture. No matter which way I grab all this evidence that's right here, I can't put it there. Because you don't want to. You're trying intentionally I, and trying not I to. I literally just fucking, in my head, as you told me everything, I disproved it by with my own experience with my That's dad's cause, house. Because you don't want to. No, I just can't fucking believe him going okay. on fucking 35 in the trips. same In the same thought, then, Burke couldn't have done it because his shit's there. That's the same well, thought process. No, it makes way more sense because he lives at that fucking house. Yeah, but so does John Andrews. He lives there part-time just like they do. John, no. Burke doesn't live there part time. He lives there way more than no, part time than no. He doesn't. Andrew. Live, he lives there part time. They're in between two houses. I know. John Andrew it does not fucking live there as when Burke lives there. He was. I mean, we we don't literally actually, stated there. We don't actually know that. I mean, there's nothing to say that that's not the case. But by your argument, the fact that um, fucking John Andrew's stuff is Burke there, doesn't need to take a hundred different fucking planes to get to his house that he's at right now. He literally with her. he literally takes the same amount of planes that it would take John Andrews. Literally. He's, he's fucking proven that he's there. For sure. Proven. John Andrew is not fucking proven that he's there. There's no proof that he's there at it's all. all. It's all speculation, though. There's no proof that Bill Reynolds was I'm in no, the I'm house just that saying, night. There's, Burke, no, there's no proof that the Hoffman guy was there that night. There's no proof that those, the housekeeper yeah. was there that night. There's all no, those people live in Boulder. All those people are just possibilities. Yeah, I'm just saying, there's no way that... In my head, there's no way you can put him in Georgia to him in Colorado, back to Georgia to back to Colorado. Things become extremely plausible when you realize that John could have flown him as many times as he wanted. But to say that's going back and forth four different times to call four different planes. See, you're under that assumption. If he had to come there for Christmas, that's a plane. To go back to Georgia, that's a plane. That's two planes. Then back to fucking Colorado. You're talking about after the murder now. So before the murder, he gets there. 
right? Yes, he's already on there. Christmas. Just, okay, can we go under the assumption he's already there for Christmas? He's opening presents on Christmas Day with his family. There's evidence that he's not there, though. There's no evidence. There's fucking a police. We talked about it in the fucking first episode that there's statements that there's an alibis of where he was at. He was at a movie theater. He had the receipts for that. Supposedly. There's fucking. It's a police record. It's it's kind, receipts it, for it. It's kind of weird that he kept the receipts. I, I literally keep receipts for everything. You're not a millionaire. After fucking what happened to Kavanaugh, I've kept a documentation of everything. Yeah, but he's a millionaire. So was John Kavanaugh. And look what he, he got out of fucking rape allegations by having a calendar. Yeah, but this is 1996. I don't give a if, that if, was, What happened to John Kavanaugh happened in like 1980. Yeah, but now you're going way off board. You're just I don't give a fuck. I'm, ever since what happened to him, I kept everything, every bit of documentation. Okay, let's assume that's the case. Well, this happened if, way before then. If you're a billionaire, millionaire... I guess he was technically... No, he was a millionaire. You want to keep every bit of proof of where you're at all times. I guarantee you his lawyers make sure every, everything. I don't think so. I don't think it would. Yes. As, a, as, a, as a young adult, a 20-year-old adult, why the hell would you keep receipts for a movie? Because your fucking dad won taxes. Why would you... You don't care about a movie. Yes, you do. Movie because you take taxes. Yeah, you want every bit of fucking information. I don't think so. Yeah. I'm going sense. to school for an accountant right now. I know. It doesn't make sense. It does. It does not. Not it even does. not even a little bit. Why a millionaire, the son of a millionaire would keep the receipt for a movie. Now you have an alibi. Yeah. Why the hell would you keep it? Like that that doesn't make sense. So, okay, when you get a movie ticket and mm-hmm. you go and get it ripped, do you put it in your pocket? I don't. So you get a movie ticket, you throw it out. So when you go get popcorn, I leave like, it where's in your my movie? seat normally. So, hey, where's your ticket? I normally leave it in my seat. And when I get my movie ticket, I put it right in my pocket. I don't. I can probably go find a movie from 2012 if I go search for my pockets. Just weird. Just weird. It's not weird for me. And also, the uh, 1996 is a whole different world. Look, you're what? You're in your 30s right now. I'm just pretty much the same age he was. I can definitely see how I put a ticket in my pocket and walk around. And then, like, I have a proof. Look, here's a movie ticket. Yeah, I went to the movies that, last that's night. That's just weird. For me, it's just weird that you have an odd alibi like that. That's just... And That's then also just, you happen alibi. to have someone seeing you. It just doesn't make sense to me. It seems like they were really trying hard to make sure he wasn't They're uh, implicated at all. They are probably trying hard to make him a victor, put him as a suspect, and they went and go interviewed all his neighbors. They're like, yeah, I saw him. Yeah, I saw him because they told me I saw him. Yeah, I, I can much rather see him going to the movies than him being, on, being in Colorado, murdering his sister, then flying back to Georgia... Just to fly back to Colorado. Well, I mean, he could have been the one molesting his sister. Okay, I can agree to that. But they're they're not even they're they're half brother and sister, so that's a, that's a hundred percent possibility. And then if you think about it, like yeah, absolutely. When you start thinking that as a possibility, then you can start thinking like, okay, yeah, for sure, there's other possibilities as far as him being there that night. Just say the witness actually saw him. Does uh-huh. that change your opinion at all? If the witness, the witness, the neighbor said, who said he saw her, him there that night, does that change your opinion at all? Sure. If he actually kept his statement. Okay. But you, you realize that like he probably changed his statement because he was told to change his statement. Why would you just randomly so come out now, and now say Now you're that? saying the fucking Linda Arndt and all of them are fucking up the investigation. No, I don't think the police would have told him that. I think that the Ramseys would have told him, Hey, you said you saw her son. Can you just like not say that can you say you, you made a mistake or something i mean these were very influential people like powerful people essentially 
And then what he randomly goes to the neighbors like, hey, I need you to go tell me my kids that they were there. Need to go tell the police that, oh, I for sure saw them at this time. No, what are you talking about? For fucking John Andrew. So he goes and tells them, okay, now take away what you said. And then goes and talks to his neighbors, John Andrew's neighbors, like, hey, make sure you tell the police that you saw him at this time. No, I think it's what happened is that John's like, hey, didn't you see me that night? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I did. That's easy. That's that's an easy thing to say. Oh, like the police think I I was there. You saw me here that night, right? Oh yeah yeah for sure I did. For me, I mean, if, if that police, was a case, then if the police ask you, you saw me, right? Like you saw, like that's easy. No, that's very easy. If I didn't see you, I wouldn't tell the police I saw you. You wouldn't. That doesn't mean somebody else wouldn't who's friends with the guy. If last night they said, "Hey, did you see Josh last night?" I'd be like, "No." I didn't fucking see you. Yeah, but if I came up to you and be like, hey, remember you saw me last night, right? Nope, straight up. I was at my house. I was fucking playing Call of Duty. I know, but if we were neighbors, it'd be a different story. Also, we don't know how long after the fact they verified his alibi. He could have had weeks to prepare it. What, the neighbors? No, he. His neighbors, John Andrews' neighbors. John Andrews could have had weeks to prepare his alibi. So he could have been like, hey, remember on this night you saw me, right, on Christmas? I, I, now I just want to fucking verify John Andrews' fucking statements when they were when they were told. Well, when they actually got the evidence of the alibi. Yeah. After they made it up. Yeah. Sure. Where's the alibi for fucking Melinda? Exactly. There's nothing. She exactly. Because it doesn't make sense for a female to do this. That's why they so didn't really feel like they needed to. women can't rape with a wooden stick. Women can rape, but she was raped before that with a real stick. So. So then why would this time... She gets molested with a fucking paintbrush instead of him. It's a cover up. I don't. That makes. I don't know. Mm. Mm. I don't know. This whole episode should just be called "What John Andrews Fucking Innocent or Guilty." No, it's just. <laughs> well, I mean, we, I just don't. Sometimes you get way too dismissive of stuff. Like you just. I just can't you, fucking see it at all. Because you don't want to. That's a problem. Like in this fucking the official police report, there is no mention of a neighbor seeing John Andrew Ramsey. In that, because he recanted his statement. I know, but this is official. Even times where something gets changed, they put on like parentheses something gets changed. It's nowhere in the police report. Yeah, because he it would recanted be, a statement. That's one officer's police report as well. That's this not. Is mul- this is every police report put together in a timeline. No, that's one guy who wrote it up. This whole thing right now? Yes. What I'm reading is not one person's. Isn't it Lou Smith? No, there is way, there's so many different fucking pe- people writing this shit. Yes, but he, this one officer gathered this and wrote it. He didn't, he didn't like literally take everybody's accounts and write them down. He just gathered all the information and wrote it down. So now it's, it's the fucking Smith fault. Maybe he's the one that did everything. It's possible. He has a documentary though. that actually explains why he thinks it was an intruder. Pretty good. But I'm just saying, in the police report, there's multiple police reports that they had to put together. Because um, you got to think about it. They can't just I be... Mean, I think that the, what happened is this is the official report. So what he did is he went to all the police officers and detectives and got their statements and then um, and then just put it all into one report. I'm pretty sure that's how it happened. But um, it's easy if someone just didn't mention it because the statement got recanted. You know what I mean? I don't know. 100% honest, I don't think it was John Andrews. It just, I think he's a possibility. I just can't see it. I think it was still um, just an accident. 
that got covered up a disgusting accident like a disgusting cover up of an accident yeah that's my opinion the most logical one is the burke one honestly yeah that's honestly the one i would believe the most but uh yeah i mean like outside of family outside of family is bill mcreynolds for me Outside of families, Bill McReynolds. Also, there's this one that, okay, since we actually split this up in two episodes, I was able to watch some more shit this week. Um, there's this guy named Bob Innert, mm-hmm. who um, is believed by some to have a cult in the Colorado area. And actually, like, they believe that he was working with cult members who are connected to the police department and actually have this all set up. And, uh, he Bob Innert has a video, a couple of videos of saying why the Ramseys actually killed her. Mm-hmm. But then this other person made videos on why Bob Innert killed her, and then he has a whole entire fucking uh, whole entire website that says Bob Innert killed John Bonet Ramsey. That's like literally the website. Mm. And then um, this guy apparently has a really violent past against children. Um, just weird shit. I mean, it is weird, but there's no actual evidence that links him to the murder. Yeah. They're, they're, uh, the people who made this video, their claim was, well, he's never uh, said he didn't do it. <laughs> so I, they, apparently they had been accusing him this entire time, and because he never said he didn't do it is why he did it. It's true. So, real fast. Mm-hmm. We'll go back to Johnny. I knew you were doing that. I know. I was, I was looking up the fucking report. So Schiller later says that police finished their background checks on John Andrew and Melinda and had verification commercial airline schedules and private flight plans and found no record of either of them traveled the night of December 25th. The alibi were were solid. Uh, Any theory of John's flying back in a private plane would have explained how he managed to do it, but there is no flight logs for that time. You have to have a flight log. Not when you're rich like that, you don't. I'm sure there's ways around it. There, I'm a hundred percent sure there's ways around it, but they should probably have a flight log. I get that, but I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure that if you have your own private plane and you're rich like that, there's ways around it. So then you had to have a private airport too, because you cannot leave off an airport unless you have a flight plan. No, I, I, that's there's the thing. A, no, there's no think way about to, this. Okay, there's so no way to leave a fl- airport without a flight plan. You have to. There absolutely is. It's done all the time. How do you think they smuggle drugs and shit? They have flight plans. That's how they get away with it. Well, no, because they actually have private planes where they actually fly under the radar and if they're they actually have it, like, able to get away private, with it. If airport, too. I mean, if you have a private possible, airport, yeah. then yes. Does John have his own private airport? Don't know. See? So we don't know. Um, someone who... The, a video that I watched explained that uh, this is easily easily plausible that he could have um, flew, flown the sun back on his private plane without it being detected. So, yeah. So then my only thing is how long does it take... To go from Colorado, Boulder, to wherever they were in to Georgia. Georgia. I'd imagine it's not that long. A few hours, probably. And then come back. Why, why are you so stuck on coming back? Well, if John had to go, right? Mm-hmm. He I'm talking be- about Ramsey, too. John, not John Andrew. I'm talking about John and John Andrew. Mm-hmm. They had to go together, right? Well, I have no idea how that would work. Because John, John actually is a pilot. Mm-hmm. That is confirmed. So John would have to fly him. If you want to avoid his pilot knowing this, mm-hmm. he would have to fly his son to Georgia, and then John would have to fly back because he's there at five. Maybe he just let his pilot take him. That 
If that's the only way I, I could think of the I already said that, that he's not a top suspect I, for me. I'm just saying. Like, I'm just, see, this is you get stuck on stuff like this too often, man. Too I, often. The only other time I got stuck on was the aliens. Because you always, whenever you feel like something doesn't fit what you want it to fit, then you always start looking into it. And then I could always see you over there looking into it. I'm just looking at this one because it just <laughs> makes no, no sense. I'm saying that it's a possibility. It may not be a possibility. Who knows? There is Who a, knows? There is a Melinda Ramsey theory. Melinda Ramsey? Melinda. Melinda. Uh, a palm print on the wine cellar door frame was found to be hers. Yeah, she lives there. Well, yeah. That's the only evidence that she, she has She's on there. <laughs> she's there. So literally, like like we said, the evidence was all fucked up. So yeah, it doesn't really matter. Um, my Okay, so final like opinion as far as like who did it. Mm-hmm. What is yours? Uh, probably Bill McReynolds. The Santa? Uh-huh. My only thing is, like... Uh, There's no DNA on him. The DNA does not match him, but... Yeah, that's the only thing. And also, this is... For this speculation, mm-hmm. we're not saying they did it. Can they sue us for that? Yeah. John uh, Burke went and sued hella places for... It's an opinion, though. If you state that he did it, because uh, CBS stated that he did it, yeah. and he sued. They, so that's saying- why I'm saying it's our opinion. It is literally We're just not saying they're, that he did yeah, it. Which is why I stated, what is your opinion? Yeah. I don't, My know, opinion I don't know if is, I stated that, but now I'm saying it. <laughs> what is your opinion? Outside the family, Bill McReynolds, and inside the family, it's Burke. Okay, so I would actually second that. I think that outside the family, Bill McReynolds makes the most sense, although there's no hard evidence pointing towards him. Um, you could really like kind of like make a strong case for Burke, though. Yeah. yeah. That, I mean, the only thing that's... The Santa part is just really fucking weird. That puts Bill at it. In he my could opinion. have just been a real fucking creeper, though. Yeah, yeah. Which he clearly was, regardless if he murdered her or not. Yeah, he clearly was. Yeah, it's weird. It, it is weird. But um, my final opinion is that it was an accident by Burke. By Burke, she came and started stealing his pineapples. Like, like because I have a, I have two kids. Mm-hmm. I could definitely see the little argument going on, like, give me back my, sh- don't eat my pineapple. Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> and then just like out of a fit of rage, like not even understanding, just boom, hits her with like, I think they said it might even have been a flashlight as well. Yeah. So there might have been a flashlight on the table because he was trying to sneak around and get his pineapple because the parents were asleep. But she, it looks like, what's her name? Patsy got the bowl for her, for him because her fingerprints were on it. Granted, I mean, it could be from putting the bowl away, but that would be Linda Hoffman's would have been on it because she's a housekeeper. I don't think they would do dishes. That's true. I mean, uh, so Patsy's could be just literally like from moving it to the side or some shit. She sure. went like after this incident happened, like fuck. But it's literally, isn't it weird that Linda Hoffman's are not on it at all? That is a little odd, actually. Now that you mention it, because you would think that hers would definitely be on it since she's the one that. Does washes everything. the fucking dishes. Yeah. Puts them away, takes them out. Also, going back to that, her husband's a handyman. Why the fuck didn't he fix the windows? That's true, too. If I hired a handyman, I'd expect him to fix the fucking windows. Yeah. Maybe That's it's Linda. Here. See? This fucking case you makes You could go it. around in circles <laughs> on this shit, because she does make sense. Like we said, she knows the fucking house. Uh-huh. Okay, I'm convinced now. Yeah, it's, 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 it's Linda. It's Linda. Especially she, the second that she gets pronounced as a fucking suspect, she immediately goes on a fucking fit of rage and goes and s- accuses the Ramses immediately. 
Yeah. Throws them off the trail and then goes and writes a book and, be- and then makes, makes it want to seem like uh, there was a long history of fucking issues. Abuse maybe maybe her husband was the one abusing fucking John Bonet. Could be. Maybe both of them were. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Endless possibilities, guys. Anyways, so um, my final opinion is that it was probably an accident by Berg. The yeah. little pineapple fight. Um, and then they try to cover it up, which is absolutely fucking disgusting, guys. If you're ever in that situation, God forbid, like you're ever in that situation, do the right thing. Call the police. Do the right thing, man. Yeah. Um, that's that's crazy to think that a parent would be capable of that. Yeah, it's really fucking nuts. I I don't I can never see myself doing that. Yeah, I mean, because even if you think your daughter's dead, the fact that you would have to literally and then strangle her to death, strangle her. It is it is proven that. She was hit in the head first and then strangled. But died from the strangulation. Yeah. So you would have had to strangle her. God. Imagine that, though. You think you're covering shit up, and as hard as that would have been to cover it up, to you find out later that you're the one who killed her? Yeah. Right? That'd be crazy, dude. That'd suck. It'd suck quite a bit. Yeah. Um, anyways, guys, this is a really interesting case. I strongly, strongly suggest yeah. first you listen to our episodes, and then you go and find fucking uh, – some more information on it. Watch some videos. Like, there's some really solid documentaries out there. I would definitely call our episode like the Cliff Notes of hey. the JonBenet Ramsey. Yeah, because we could, like we said, we could win way fucking further with like, this. Like, I listened to one that was five episodes. Each of them were two hours long. Maybe, maybe like in a couple of years, we'll come touch back up on this if there's yeah. any new evidence or anything like that. Um, that'd be kind of fun. But, um, I strongly suggest you guys look into this case. It's mm-hmm. super interesting. Um, watch some documentaries. Go and watch the interviews with the parents, the son, everybody. Like, go. There's hundreds of interviews. There is. So go watch them. And watch watch the the child psychologist interview with Burke. If this is the first time you're even hearing of this like case, I hope this intrigues you enough to go look into it. Like I said, this is the fucking crazy. Notes. This is the cliff notes. A little like, like you know prelog right. if you actually look into it you you'll get a lot more shit if you actually look into it yourself like like i said like we said we turned in a fucking 10 hour 12 hour podcast into three hours yeah so if, it, like if you re- if you if you're interested in this case look into it you won't be disappointed at all yeah seriously look into it there's great podcasts on it. uh necronomapod did a great episode or a great five-part series on it mm-hmm Watch them. They go in fine, fine detail. Yeah. Like, the timeline I did, they broke down every fucking minute that they had on that timeline. They did it. I was just going off the major events. Here's the thing with that, though. I feel like when you get into minute by minute like that, it starts to get boring to listen to. True. Um, That's why I kind of appreciate the way we did it. I feel like we just touched on the important things Mm -hmm. and tried to get as much information in the time we have. Yeah. So, hopefully you guys appreciate it. Hopefully, too. And uh, what else? We're done. Um, that's all we have. Um, if you guys have any other information, maybe you guys actually find some stuff that we didn't mention here. Maybe you guys can shoot it to us on our email or one of our uh, uh, social media pages. Um, Twitter and Instagram, Bizarre Twi- Investigation Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, Bizarre Investigation Podcast. Send us some messages. If you find any links like to some more information, shoot us that information there or send it to bizarreinvestigations at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening. Yeah, and my brain fuck. Uh, David's father has three sons. Snap, crackle, and David. Yep. <laughs> it's good though because that actually gets you think like snap, crackle, pop. Right? Yeah. So yeah, it, it's fun. I, I, I like that one actually, and it's the first one I got right. So. No, you got last uh, Mount Everest one right. Oh, I did. Yeah. yeah. I just don't get a lot of them right, so it's it's nice to when I know I got it right. I, I swear you got last week's episode done too. 
I'm not. I'm getting really good at this, guys. Yeah. So fuck it. Fuck it. All right. Um. Toodaloo. Peace out, guys. Thanks for listening. We appreciate it. Go comment on our fucking social media pages. We needed to get that conversation going. Also, I haven't done a story, a bizarre story in a while, so I need you guys to send me in some fucking stories. Right? ASAP. All right. Yeah. All right, guys. I feel like someone sent us one, and then we just got to... We haven't had time to do it yet. We'll figure it out. Yeah. All right. Doodles. Peace out.